Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Gus Polinski and the Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> hey there, polka fans. Are you ready to polka, polka, polka? <laughs> well, you're in luck. Head on over there to IWantaPolkaMyBrainsOut.net and you enter your name along with the code BVK Polka All Day, and you'll be entered to win a 12 CD box set of our hits, including Hot August Polka. Polka my roca. I want to polka all night. Polka you betcha. Poquita conchita. <laughs> polka. There's polka in the air and our number one hit, Thunder Hammock. You'll come backstage to uh, the already sold out polka palooza in the polka capital, the upper Midwest, Sheboygan, where you'll get to hang with some of the legends of our time, like Polka Pete. Surly Sid, Jimmy Thunderific, and the polka king of the Midwest himself, Gus Polinski. You guys don't want to miss your chance to polka now, do you, Bev's fans? <laughs> polka fans? Bro, that's great. That's 1-800-POLKA-POLKA. Polka. polka. <laughs> that was a lot of polka. Shit. Is, that, is that the Christmas tray? The Christmas tray. <laughs> it's the Polar Express. Hot chocolate. Polar Express loaded up with almonds headed down uh, headed down south. How's everybody doing? Bev's Video Kingdom. This is Zach. How are we doing today, Brian? I'm great. Well, okay. Aside from my uh, octave lower voice right yeah, now. Yeah, what has happened to you? You know, you, little, did you have an implant? You, you want the truth? I'm you, glad too we, much egg. He, he, got, he got tired of people commenting about my voice on the. Oh, on the that's socials. exactly what it is. I went got like, a, I got a voice like, implant. This yep. is a conscious voice effort you're making right now. Or yeah. I mean, I went down to Beverly Hills. I was like, they're like, do you want butt cheeks? Oh. I was like, no, no, no. Uh-huh. I want, I want, <laughs> I want that. Bar- I want, I want that very, I want that very white voice. I want that throat. Yep. <laughs> he brought most people mo- most people bring in like some pictures of, of like of like titties or noses <laughs> brad brings in some audio clips he's like okay i want to sound a little bit like this he plays me then he plays barry white he's like somewhere between those somewhere two. between but there let's better. go let's go with it what if you brought like a picture of each of you guys throats <laughs> Just like this is what I'm looking for. You got an Adam's apple in the surgery. Just oh yeah, slight, that's that's what real we're going for. real prominent Adam's apple. Nate's voice is so deep, but sometimes I think that like he's got to be able to like blow his neck out like those frogs, <laughs> those right? Frogs. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're like, yeah. yes, I can. When we, when it, we'll, we'll show the listeners when we get to the video uh, portion of oh, our yeah. podcasting. In 2023, maybe. Uh, Nikki B, how we doing? I'm doing amazing. With I got my championship belt wrapped Give around me. me. It's holding up break, my sweatpants. Jesus. Is that what we're saying? We're saying that Nick that Nick won the, the Brad, yeah, so season. Brad, Brad like, rolls in like two minutes before the pod starts. And he's like, "So Nick, like we're gonna do seasons, right?" It's like Nick won. We're gonna announce oh. Nick the champion, right? Is and what, Nick's like, like, "What? Brad. I'm the champion." And so then I bullshit. and then I. 
came. The table, <laughs> the table lifted up like three Just, inches off the ground. Yeah, it knocked all the equipment off. It was terrible. All hands on the table. I'm not ashamed of anything. So the. So, <laughs> So, so are you saying that because our so so the t- today tonight is the last taping of a of a, of a uh, regular movie pod. movie pod. Yep. We've got our we've got our our draft pod that is going to be the best kids Christmas movies coming up next week. With I'm with sorry, some, on Thursday with some very special guests coming up later this week. Later yeah. this yes. week with our, with our, with a bunch of uh, our offspring um, allegedly that uh, are going to judge. A bunch of little jerks. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> little jerk. Let me tell you, they've been sick lately, so I've been going full Uncle Frank on them. And, you mean like uh, Uncle Frank singing in the shower with the door open, <laughs> steamy shower? Okay. I told, yeah, I did tell several of your kids uh, that, that earlier that if they came in and saw me in the shower, they'd never feel like met real men. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah, the, I, the, as you might have guessed, I, I went right on to Home Alone too, and just kept kept watching on Disney Plus. Wow! Uh, All right, so so yeah, Nick's the champ. That's what we're saying. No, this thank is you guys. So bad, thank you guys. We got to we got to give him some congratulations for being the the one who's got rings on both hands. It was hard fought. I had to come back because Nate Nate had a lead Jeez. early, and we I had some. I did he though? That. We had some real bunk judges late. Uh, Scotch back. <laughs> Wow, was, was not on enough late in the Scott. season, and uh, the taste and quality of judging, uh, including my good friend uh, and longtime uh, brother Cliff Chamberlain, just fucked the whole shit up. Cliff, who's me. in the movie business, and announced me as the winner. You know what? Uh, as More my best n- never, never trust an actor. That's what I say. More impressive than 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 Nick's win is really Nate's streak of three judges in a row, just pretty much trashing, <laughs> universally <laughs> trashing all of his picks. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not everybody's taste, but when you love me, you love me. <laughs> yeah, Nate. Start, it's Nate end of the season very bad. But actually, we got to talk about you, Zach, because you you came back strong oh, yeah. late in the season. We, you were worried about yourself, but all of a sudden, winds started firing off left and right. And I was I was really motivated. I'm I'm just really proud of myself. I just <laughs> want to thank God and my team and uh, everybody behind me that's just holding me up. You know what I mean? Mostly, for his, you. mostly his wife for going full Uncle Frank on him. Just, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a, a blowing him up. Stevie, what was the the, the Buffalo Bills receiver uh, who who blamed God for dropping the pass? Was it Stevie Johnson? <laughs> Stevie Stevie Johnson. Stevie yeah, Johnson. I'm, I'm I'm blaming God for not letting me win this thing. So. <laughs> Did he blame God? Thanks, God. That's one of my all time great Damn. anecdotes. That's one of my new. Yeah, that's, that's my new favorite Sports Center clip. I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh, you gotta check that out. It was great. Oh uh, man. So what are we doing? Are we doing a movie? or Are we just gonna bullshit? Oh, uh, well, about I'm just. Drafts? I'm. I, I've lost all energy now that we know that Nick has won the uh, won the draft. So so he. So we're saying that he's seized. 2020. He's the the inaugural the season inaugural. winner, and you're saying when we start with it's an asterisk already because we started halfway. Yeah, it's like a half season. It's, like a half it's like a half. It's like the warm up. It's like a quarter victory. Yeah, this plus is a like pre-season. two. Plus like two of his wins were half wins, and he counted them as whole ones. I this is the whole season. How about protest. if we make Nick the preseason champion? Okay, I'm, I'm going with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. preseason Nick's preseason. Nick's All those in favor of preseason victory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Opposed? Nice job. I I, no. I oppose. We'll paper nay. We'll, hey, nay. Oh, you were right. Yeah, that's four. That's a unanimous we'll, vote. We'll paper mache you a championship <laughs> belt a little later. You can't paper. Nick's really, <laughs> Nick's really good at making trophies. Wait, we should let Nick make the trophy. Nick, have you seen the trophy that I made? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. It was the best. Wait a minute. I, Sorry. No. I have made no. the only oh, wait, I, oh, wait, enduring the trophy at this table. You made the Beersby trophy, right? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Nick Brown somehow. I thought Nick made it. Someday no, we should. We should are you serious? Trophy. You made that Beersby trophy? From fucking scratch. Oh, I take all of my, trophy you were I take about? my praise back. Yours is way dope. Hey, Thank Nate is the only one at this table that's seen my uh, yours yeah, family. My family pick I've seen it, bro. Okay. I will say, actually. Nikki was the original inspiration, so I kind of stole it from him. And folks, if you have no clue what we're talking about Beersby, just look for it. It's going to be in the Olympics, I think, in 20. 
128, I we'll, think. We'll, we will, at some point, I promise, we'll on our socials, we'll post some pictures of the trophy and uh, some, uh, some video clips of, of Beersby action. We got crazy here with this Beersby We do have to make a trophy for this podcast. I, like, it, it seems like someone should. It seems like belt, you. Belt seems or like, trophy? I say, I say trophy. trophy. I remember one of the first times I met Nate's wife, she was standing across from me on the Beersby pitch, and I just proceeded <laughs> she to told me throw Frisbees as hard as I could at her face for like 20 minutes. And then afterwards, she was like, that guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> and my hand Facts. hurts. <laughs> Melissa, like, one of the first tournaments, she came out with a hand injury, and, and we were calling it the Melissa Frank injury, because <laughs> it was her hand, and it was like, she's like, man, some of these guys throw too hard. Yeah, that, some of these guys like Zach. <laughs> anyway, oh that's my, wow, that's my whole. Uh, all right, anyways, so we're doing Home Alone, yeah. right? I thought we were doing a podcast on Beersby strategy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's on our uh, that's on our our, our uh, sister podcast. Uh, okay, so it's almost Christmas time. Hopefully, everybody's got all their Christmas stuff lined up. We're going back to 1990, and we're going to spend an hour and 43 minutes with the seminal classic Home Alone, yeah. starring Macaulay Culkin and a cast of other people who are. From from really bad to really good, actually, uh, the 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 range in acting in this movie is uh, pretty insane. I think uh, really liked it. Directed by Christopher Columbus. This is a movie I've seen a billion times. Yeah, well, I don't. I know. think everybody here accountable. Right? So, nineteen ninety, I was seven years old. Like, how old do you think Kevin is in the movie? In Does the it movie? say he's eight? He's, he's eight? eight. Is he eight. is the actor eight too? I don't believe so. And I think Macaulay I have, might I have be some like words about that later. Because okay. oh, okay, he might be a little bit older. So, I just I I thought this movie was awesome. I thought it would be so cool to get left home alone. My kids love this movie. They love all of the subsequent subsequent sequels. I'm curious to know, Nikki B, what do you think? Love it, love it. Like you guys seen it a million times. Um, the older I get. Um, the more and the harder I laugh at Pesci and Stern, the yes, slapstick. I mean, sure. it's just, I don't know if that makes me old because like the slapstick just is funnier and funnier. I don't know if it's the fact that it's Pesci. I don't know. It's the fact that I deeply, I think, secretly really love Daniel Stern just because of this movie. Because of this movie. Not City Slickers, but because of this movie. Um, and the older I get, the more... I think the McAllisters are just shitty. Is a shitty family. They're a shitty family. <laughs> They're a terrible. They're a horrible family. family. Upon this rewatch, it's like super prominent. Because like I'm a parent now. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> They're all bad. The brothers, the sisters, like they all suck. And, uh, but I, I love it. Um, I watched it a few times getting ready for this movie. I just turned on and we've been doing good about, we, we've had Christmas movies playing better than we ever had. Like we've gone through the rotation of Elf, Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone. We turned on Home Already? Alone too. You yeah. watched all yeah. those yeah. this month? Yeah, we've been cranking, we've been cranking through them. So we're we're uh, we're definitely proud, and we're we're pushing through and love actually, um, which actually, my wife has not seen. Wow, so, what? And yes. you and you watched it with her? We have not watched it yet. I watched it getting ready for it. But we have to watch it together. Oh my gosh! So that's a, that's, that's wild. That's, I know that's crazy talk. Um, so no, love it, love the movie, and I just I can't get enough of, of Pesci and Stern, and I got more to talk about them as we get into the pod. But love it. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I hate to be a broken record here, um, but there's a couple things about this that I I often have reflected on movies like this one where you go back to them after a lot of years, and this is a really interesting one in that like there's a lot of movies where I remember feeling like I was watching it as a kid and identifying with the kid when I was young. Yes. And then like you come back and you watch it and you identify with the parents. 
And there's a little bit of that here for sure. Like, you know, as, as you were saying, Zach, like we're parents now. And so your reaction was like, man, these parents are real shit. And I mostly agree with that. I mean, they're, they're pretty terrible. Although there are a couple moments where Kevin early in the movie is talking back and I'm oh. like, oh, I would probably i'd probably punch him like i'd probably just go to jail and just like i'll verbally kill assault him. like it's like all my buttons would be pushed and so i'm a little bit like where she's like well maybe you should wish for it and it'll come true and i'm like yeah i'd probably say that <laughs> like, like I, I would, but there's a whole lot of terribleness obviously from the parents but i do you know see it through their eyes but one of the things i love about you know home alone is like you're still it has that special quality where you never don't see it from Kevin's standpoint, pretty much the way you did as a kid, it takes you back to that. And like, I, I kind of was asking myself, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's tons of Christmas movies out there that are absolutely forgettable, right? We kind of think of the four or five or six or 10 that are like real classics. But, you know, if you really were to catalog, like how many Christmas movies are there? I mean, there are literally hundreds that you There's need. a lot. Yeah. And yet, like we think of this one, you know, and, and in some ways, on its face, there's not that much difference between like the story here and things about it. Like, and so you go, well, what is it about this? It's so special. And it's like a whole bunch of little things, but I think at its core, right? It does this thing really well. And I can't even put my finger on why, but it is truly this kid fantasy that like resonates with kids and with adults who want to remember what it was like to be a kid and fantasize about, Hey, I get to be, home alone and kind of act like an adult do adult things in a weird like weirdly i want to act like an adult but also i want to do all the things that i think that like as a kid i would do that are kid things like you know eat all the junk food watch all the bad movies but then also i'm gonna be a hero and i'm gonna be a little scared but i'm also gonna you know like but be, but be, be courageous the, be courageous and like so there's all these things that that you know you identify with that are so core to the experience of that time in your life that they don't ever leave you and when you want to go back and be a, feel like a kid again, this movie takes you there maybe as well as any movie of any genre and definitely as well as any movie of the Christmas genre. And so I think the timelessness of it is at, at its core that I have a bunch of other, I think there's a bunch of other little things that add up to making it truly, you know, like, you know, great and transcendent. But I think the fundamental is just that it makes you feel like a kid no matter what age you are. And it tells you, reminds you of how you felt when you were a kid and what you wanted to do. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with this movie. I mean, there's things I really like about it, but um, I'd say I grew up a pretty respectful kid. And, I mean, my dad was football coach and, and in the military, and so it's like that was kind of ingrained into me. But there's something about I always watched movies a lot of times with my dad, and he would always get upset. If there was, like, snotty kids or kids that were just kind of <laughs> little dicks, he, he, he'd always be commenting and stuff. And I think I just kind of picked up on that. So we, we, we never – he always seemed to have it out for like the rich family with the spoiled kids and the kind of like rude kids. And so I, I always just kind of hate the McAllisters and I kind of hated Macaulay Culkin cause like, Oh, look at these little spoiled assholes. And he's just being disrespectful to his parents. Like he doesn't know what he's got and all this stuff. And so I was always kind of angry at him, but I love the slapstick. I mean, you get Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern on the screen and I'm, I'm super stoked. It's like, we also grew up watching Three Stooges, Looney Tunes, and just that style of comedy is just right in my wheelhouse. So it's it's great. So I, I'm kind of wondering, like, I, I can't remember whether I ever really, I definitely don't like Kevin. You know, like there's a sense in which it's like I don't identify him with him and like I'm a, he's likable, but it's like you put yourself in the shoes of the experience. And I can't remember whether as a kid I like liked him and thought he was cool or if I was just like, 
immersed and it was just me in that role. And like, I didn't really think much about how much of a shithead he was, but it's kind of a funny thing to, like you say, like, I, I don't know that I had quite the same upbringing, although my dad would have absolutely not tolerated any of that, you know, the back talk. But Kevin's, Kevin's character is necessary for the story because it's a bunch of redemption stories. And his is that he's a little shit. And then he, he grows realizes to, it. It's a good, I miss my family. I need my family. And then they come together on Christmas. You it's, know that's I, mean? a, I love, the, I love the characterization of it being a bunch of redemption stories and that's his. And I wouldn't have put it in those words, but you like hit it on the head, right. I think. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, it doesn't, nowadays I watch it and I'm, I'm just like, whatever, this is a fun movie and it's a fun Christmas movie, but it's definitely not in my must watches. Like if I have something to do, like I'll let the family watch home alone and I don't have to sit down. I, I might come in for some of the, the Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern stuff, but I, the, the wet bandits, but other than that, I was curious what your guys thoughts on how much, cause like I said, I was, so I was born in 83. This came out in 90. So I was seven. I was almost the same age as Kevin. You guys are all similar age to me. I wonder how much of that is, as we talk about a lot on this pod, like nostalgia based. I love this because I was that age. But I think that's not true because my kids who were born 30 years later love this shit. Oh, my kids dig it too. Yeah. yeah. They, they really like it. I think it's partly because it has a little bit of a timeless quality in the sense that there's not – I mean, there's some things that date the movie, but a lot of the fundamentals about the movie are not, like, super dating. You well, know? not that the kid, not that kids would recognize it, yeah. obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe his right. TV's small. They're sure. like, wow, it's yeah. a weird small TV. But, but other, yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and, and I think that the other thing, you know, is that – most kids get introduced to this movie in a way that they can remember at about that age, right? So Young some sure. of it is that like, you know, a five to six to seven to eight year old is the first time that kid really knows they're watching and sits down and watch this movie. So for every kid, their experience is I'm watching this movie for the first time when I'm about the age, the person I'm watching. And the time of year, right? It's Christmas, yep. right? Yeah. So the Christmas probably has yep. a lot to do with the fact that they're sitting with their dad, with their mom and dad, with their family watching this at a time when... That's a lo what a lot of people do is yeah. you hunker down, you watch movies, and it's it's a Christmas movie. And what better combination to then see somebody who's your age, like you said, doing all the things, living, being being a kid, having the junk food, having the pizza, doing whatever, being the hero. I, yeah. I could imagine a kid, though, being like, why isn't he just FaceTime his mom? Right. <laughs> exactly. There is, so I, even for the time, I have some problems along She's in lines, first class. But... She's got free Wi-Fi. I mean, come on. <laughs> did, did either of your kids or did your kids ask about anything that had to do with like uh, technology the pay or phone or anything no, like that? Okay. No, they, they're just, uh, they just get into it. And it's funny because when, when I, I remember watching it and I remember thinking at a certain point in my life, like the first hour and a half of this movie is boring as fuck. I remember thinking that like, oh my God, all right, well, Home Alone, all right, well, let's just get to the last 20 minutes and then we're off to the races, you know what I mean? Or maybe 30 minutes or whatever it is. Uh, but now I think that there's, you know, there's, it's, it's one of those ones where if your kid is too young, they're going to get bored. Mm -hmm. But I think besides that, a lot of Kevin's antics, and I mean, even like Nate said, like getting to be sort of a grown up for a while, you decide when you go to bed, you're going to do these, things. you're going to go to the grocery store and like buy a toothbrush. Yeah, the boring shit all yeah, of a sudden dude. is exciting. Kids, kids, you're like, dream, I get to yeah. do this, kids you know? really connect with that for sure. Um, okay, so a couple of wild things about this movie. It cost $18 million to make, and it grossed almost 
$476 million Almost worldwide. Half a bill. Half a billion dollars. And that was, that, was a, that was back then. I mean, that's in, and that's, that was that's in 1990. Office. That's box office numbers. So yeah. you're not talking merch because they had video games. I remember I had the Home Alone on my Game Boy. They had the Talk Boy. Uh, I mean, that's actually Home Alone yeah, so too. I was just saying, we got, my, my, my wife insisted we talk about whether or not the Talk Boy for you guys was like a My big sister toy. had a Talk Boy and it was, the, she got it for Christmas. And I remember like making my voice sound like Nate's voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm making it sound real, real quick. You know what I mean? Speed it up. Uh, my uh, brother, my brother had a Casio keyboard, so he was already kind of doing like the whole record and and play it in different sounds and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. The, well, I, 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 so I was just enough older that the Talk Boy when when Home Alone Two came out was not. I don't remember yeah. that as being like a thing. But but you guys are are Quartz age, and you guys both probably. She wanted to know. Do you guys remember this as like the toy of the season? My sister had one. I remember so seeing it and thinking like I I never got it, yeah. but I remember thinking like I need it, I want it bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and really quick, I need it, I want it. <laughs> but really quick to Zach's about like the uh, the gross. Like it had the record for 27 years as the top grossing live action comedy for 27 years until wow. 2017. A Chinese comedy called Never Say Die in. In China, are they, you serious? Yeah, they they wow. broke it in 2017. Wow! Everyone in China went and saw it, or half. <laughs> <laughs> broke the or record. I was, only pro- yeah, I was only prominent in one one province, actually. Um, oh, that's man. wild. Has anything else beat that? So then it would be. No, still, I don't think so. I think so it'd still, still be the still, top. Wow. Yeah, American. Yeah, top. still yeah. the top American. Top movie yeah. that you've heard of. Yes. No, no offense to our Chinese. You fans. know what? We we have some Chinese listeners. No, we for sure do. We have people that listen in China. Uh, That's what our Anchor account tells us. (laughs) Our best. We love you, Anchor. Our second best sponsor. You got some other nugs, Zach? I've got. I've got a couple more. Macaulay Culkin. That movie made a half a billion dollars. Macaulay Culkin made one hundred and ten thousand dollars. And he does not make any royalties from Home Alone. But he makes that bank on number two, man. So on number two, what did he make? Four mil. Like four, I think it was the highest. Probably got some back yeah, in. It was like four from and a, a half, four point eight. From if he gets, like Brad said, if he gets those back in the the merch slash well, uh, video know, games, videos and all that. Just, just the re- I mean, just the royalties on on like streaming plays now and on all the 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 cable plays you would I mean, make. I have no idea. Like if he negotiated like a one percent, oh, it would be. I mean, he would just. He, they I got, say I he, he can't because okay. So I've read a whole bunch about him today, and he's only worth eighteen million dollars. Oh yeah. Well, he had a huge falling out with his yeah. parents, right? He had some huge like issue. yes. He had some he had some legal things, some some Britney Spears stuff that he took care of at like age ten instead of forty two. <laughs> But uh, ended, dude, ended his conservatorship at ten. Fucking wild, bro. Uh, but I mean, if he's only worth eighteen mil, he's not getting those kickbacks yeah, from home back too. Because I mean, that's got to be so much money. Yeah. Anyways, I think that that is, uh, you know, pretty good. I think we covered a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about. It's too long. Oh, uh, Pesci, has he ever done slapstick like this previous or after? So he has one called the Super, and I don't recall yeah. how much slapstick, but I think he does like he plays basketball on that and stuff. Um, and My cousin Vinny was a semi comedy, but yeah, I mean, no, it's, and comedy he's definitely drama, can be a comedic actor. But in this, he's like Full a kid's on, bad like, guy, and he Laurel was like, Hardy. yeah, and he was already like established. I mean, dude, he okay. So he, I was going to get to this, but he did, got? he did Goodfellas and this in the same year. Wow. How fucking wild is so that? So he jumps from Goodfellas to this or this to Goodfellas, and it's the craziest jump, and I'm going to talk about it again later. And it that's... seems to me like Pesci's people would be like, we're going to need some of that back end. 
on this uh, Christmas you, you classic. You would think that, that they would have that time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Colkin, they were just like, "Here's one hundred ten thousand dollars. Thanks for." But what us actor half a can do dollars. that? What actor can jump to that and just just absolutely kill it? Like I think he's one of the best actors who hasn't acted as much as many or some. I mean, people give Daniel Day Lewis that, and he's probably acted in less than Pesci, but. Pesci is up there. In Pesci's lane, been. he's the best at the. But I mean, he's no, just no. a very his his look yeah. pigeonholes him right. into yeah. certain roles. Hundred percent. And when you see him, you're like, it's Joe Pesci. Right. Like he is not going to be the love interest in a romantic comedy. You but then, like I mean? yeah. my cousin Vinny pushes it the, the you know I think yeah, the most the closest he's, he's, he's lovable. You know, yeah. he's Marissa Tomei and Lethal Weapon Three. He's pretty funny. Is the yeah. Leo Leo gets or Lethal Weapon Two? Yeah, yeah. Two and is is he two and? He might be in both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he's actually. If you look at his, if you look at his IMDb, I mean, he has as many that you would argue are comedy-ish, or at least have some comedy, as I think they are serious. So I don't, I wouldn't say he's like primarily a serious actor. But to answer the question, I'm not sure there's anything else that's even in the ballpark of this for f- straight slapstick. And he's a, he's amazing at it. Right. Like th- that's, and I definitely have that note that like his th- his like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, go I, ahead. His his what he does when he gets hurt and gets up and like so, curses to himself under his breath without cursing. They talk about is that. The best. I read it, I read a little something <laughs> oh, about really? that where he had gotten done filming Goodfellas and was the character he played in Goodfellas, which was the opposite right. end of the spectrum from this guy, cussing, horrible murder. And to kind of pull himself back from saying curse words, Dude. went to the Wiley e. Coyote, yes. to that slapstick, so did like the, the, the mumbling, kind of, yes, yes, the mumbling as a way to just That's like perfect. counteract that. And then you have the 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 kind of even just I mean as silly as he is, freaking Merv is just like Marv, you know I, or Marv. I, or whatever I'm his name such is. a Daniel Day. I mean oh, a Daniel man. Stern fan Dude. that that I and I like you were saying, but there, he no he isn't he's one that has had some other good roles. So yeah. the one that are very a little bit slapsticky and the one that I think of the most is the Rookie of the Year. Yes, oh, yeah. and he's I mean, so fucking he's good so at funny that. in that oh, and, he, and he's so, he's, like, he's like very even maybe in some ways even more slapsticky. He's a cartoon character. I drafted him in our coach's draft, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you did. You did. Fucking great. So, like, connecting with Marv is one little, like, nugget is that that tarantula is, what I read is that it was poisonous. If it's half-assed internet research is that it was, it was poisonous. But they don't bite. Like, they're not, they're not. A, they, they are poisonous, but they, I don't believe I don't they can do lethal. anything to a human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't take the stinger out or anything like that, and it's not CGI. The shit's on his face. Oh. And, like, the scream is. The scream is, is the most primal shit. Oh, it's the oh, best it's so thing good. ever. I mean, it, he, Daniel Stern should definitely like front a new NYC hardcore band. Like he, <laughs> he's he got the wet bandits and joins like Jawbreaker or something. He's just like, <laughs> dude, just so insane. So are we going to drink with Mr. Christopher Columbus directed by Christopher Columbus, not the Spanish conquistador? There's a live cat. In the studio. <laughs> a, we're in the Bev's outdoor studio and my cat, uh, Ray Charles is just absolutely complaining. Hey Ray. Hey Ray. Ray is one of the banes of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go stick him inside. Uh, All right. We'll be right back. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Uncle Frank's Child Beratement Center. Is your child ha- behaving like a spoiled brat? Is your child giving you all the attitude you can handle? Are your weak-ass insults having no effect on your child's fragile psyche? Well, then you need to send them over to Uncle Frank's Child Beratement Center. At Uncle Frank's, we guarantee we can emotionally scar your child for life with vicious verbal takedowns and the most inappropriate of comments. 
Our highly skilled counselors are trained to put some stank on each insult they fire at your poor, helpless child. They will identify the most vulnerable aspects of your child's life or appearance and will hurl vile words which will leave your child <laughs> feeling like they should never have been born. So let Uncle Frank's Child Beratement Center do the dirty work a decent person like yourself isn't capable of doing. Because at Uncle Frank's, we hate your children more than you do. <laughs> stank. You little jerk. Put some stank on it. I hate Uncle Frank. And we're back. The cat is inside. All is well in Bev's <laughs> video kingdom. Okay, so Christopher Columbus, just really quick. Well, wait, do, do we want to acknowledge the fact that Nick allowed Ray Charles to kill two fish? On my watch, Ray watch. Charles killed two of Nate's fish while I was house-sitting at Nate's glorious <laughs> compound. But back when, back when Nick was courting... Just first courting his wife, um, Denise. Denise. They were uh, they were they were here um, distracted in some way and supposed to be watching the cat. Um, and the cat would tell. Well, tell us what happened. Nick. Was the dog? I don't know because Ray uh, Charles is a sneaky fucker. <laughs> did he eat him? And or he's did a he killer. Just, did he present he them just to you? Pawed. He pawed in the water <laughs> multiple times. Like until and then he the fish were dead. Death. Yeah. He beat, <laughs> he beat a cat. Aw- he beat a fish. Aqua. To death. Aqua beating to death. <laughs> You know, hard maybe it was concussed and then it drowned to death. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he set you up for failure because having that cat (laughs) indoors and then that fish tank with an open top, it was just bound to happen. I think Nate wanted the fish to die, and this was just his opportunity. We had had, had lost 10 fish in the previous week, we just did it to start. (laughs) (laughs) We just wanted to stock an extra few extra in there just to make sure (laughs) there's usually to not make me feel those fish were on their way out before before they left. They were like, Nick, these fish each cost over $150 each. Prize guppies. <laughs> Would have had a Deuce Bigelow moment going on search for the prize. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. yeah. So that's Good Ray Charles. Right, uh, I'm probably going to kill him at some point. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we came back to that because that was that was all right about by. As I, soon as we stopped recording, Nick was like, "Oh, I let that cat kill some fish <laughs> <laughs> on my watch." <laughs> on my watch. <laughs> hey. So all of a sudden, there's five people at the table today. What? And I think what? we're going to do. Sponsored by Last Call Brewing, drinking with Scotch Beck. How we doing? Yes. Scotch? Yeah. What's up, Scotch Beck? What's going on, boys? Thanks hey, for having me back. Can you give us a real live aw yeah? Aw yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. yeah. It it's Christmas. So good. You know what, Scotch? The only reason we let you, we let you on, I was actually listening back on the uh, the first Christmas pod that you judged, and you were just you were so upset that you weren't going to be included in the rest of the Christmas pods, and so we thought, you know, Scotch has been back. an important part of our. Bev's family. Wait, are those jingle bells I, in the background? I, I think so. This is Nate's outdoor studio. Is Santa? <gasps> is, is, is oh my the... God, there's Santa's sled, folks. What is going on no, here? It's actually this plastic bag underneath the table. <laughs> oh, oh shit. my God. Oh, hey, Scott Speck, we want this is a big thank you. Here's, some, uh, here's some Bev's. Nikki Claus. Nikki Claus is here delivering is goodies. Him a Save Mart bag. Save Mart bag. It's wrapped in a Save Mart bag. <laughs> I, I paid, uh, what was it? How many cents? I think oh, you cents. guys are got sand, some swag. Are we fibbers? Are we fibbers? We just had this conversation nate was nate and stepped away and scott was like hey nice hats guys we're you like, know oh. i see the hats nick and, and brad, i had to come nick up and with brad story. super awkwardly we're like oh uh, yeah these are just samples uh, we, had, we don't have any more hats for anybody else <laughs> we can't get a bev's hat that's uh... <laughs> oh and look at that look what at else this you got? it's a bev's video kingdom blanket oh no it's a shirt big enough for me <laughs> <laughs> it's a poncho and i don't know if you know about this tea design this is a this good is one. A secret, secret version. So that Whoa, yeah. is from an ad, a little tiny cutout ad from Houston Chronicle. 
taken, the picture taken by Nate's dad that he sent to him of the actual yeah. Bev's ad. Yeah, so I, I guess I did. We tell this story before we probably did, but because we posted yeah, a picture yeah, of the ad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. My yeah. dad had saved a bunch of clippings, and so we found it. Found this clipping in the classifieds of Bev's Video Kingdom, circa like from 1993. Yeah, early and, 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 and it says yeah. like you know Bev's Video Kingdom largest selection of videos in the area, and so Nick was like, "Oh, we got to make a T-shirt," and so we clipped it, and he made uh, he swapped the phone number for a movie podcast, and now we have all sick T-shirts. Came out awesome. It's I love that they, they there's no asterisk by area because I mean our town was hella small. I mean, we're talking <laughs> three thousand people. Yeah, yeah, thirty five hundred people, and and the the says the largest selection of videos in the area, and I guarantee there's a lot bigger <laughs> within like two miles. There's a lot bigger video stores. You, you know what's fucking wild is that uh, like I find myself saying stuff like, "Oh, it, our town is so big now." Now that it's sixty five hundred people, <laughs> all those city Buzzing. dwellers coming in, ruining our small town. Oh my gosh, we've got like three stoplights. They in took our, town our jobs. It's like we live in a metropolis. We have a subway. Oh my oh gosh, God, we're so ruining big. everything. Merry Christmas, Scotch. <laughs> Thank you guys so we much. We appreciate you a lot, and yeah, you've taken do. a lot of time out of your uh, crazy farming schedule and coming here, eyes bloodshot, covered in dirt, with your beautiful, you know, dirty hat that you just smoked. <laughs> For the year, and uh, we appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Smoked so, hats. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you so much. Adam. And all, and all you BVK listeners out there, real quick, just don't get excited. Twenty twenty two. There might be some opportunities for some of this merch. We just this is special guest time right now. So. Oh yeah, only only Scott gets a shirt because we only had five made. <laughs> Each get one, and Scott gets one. But at some point, you guys might be able to get your hands on uh, on some of these, and you can rep it. And then if some if you ever at any point in your life someone says. Oh, is that a Bev's Video Kingdom hat? Oh, I like those guys. You have to social media us, right? Is that how you say it? You social media social someone? Media us. Yeah. Zach, <laughs> Zach will Venmo you fifty dollars. <laughs> hey, for real, if someone does that, if someone does that with video proof, uh, yeah. I will do it. But it has to be realistic. Scott just pulled out his phone. <laughs> Nick's going to have his wife walk up to him, hey, is that a Bev's Video Kingdom hat? And then I'm going to have to give him $50. Denise! It's Venmo. It's not even real money. Fucking Nick. Uh, that hat looks good on you, Scott. Thanks, guys. Yeah, um, I put the shirt on now, but one of my nipples might hit you when I pulled out here. <laughs> not over the CBGB shirt. I have extra large nipples. I don't know if you know uh, that. Now I can unzip my shirt because we didn't want to like show it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Superman yeah. over there. <laughs> Welcome to the table, Scott. All right. So we're going to drink with the director. Sponsored by Last Call Brewing in Oakdale, California. Go get yourself some karate in the garage. What are we drinking tonight, Bradley? Um, yeah, you know what? It looks like four out of five of us are drinking that delicious karate in the garage from Last Call Brewing. Um, they've got, again, Monday night's trivia. Wednesday through Sunday, you can go down there, get a beer, get some food from one of their many food trucks that come through. Check them out on the socials, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can find out what food trucks are there. Go get some delicious beer, get some delicious food, and don't forget, we're going to be brewing in January 8th, and then sometime after that, we'll be releasing the BVK IPA. That is not long away, guys. Oh, it's one month so from today. Nice, nice ring to and, it. And there's some talk that we're going to record a pod in the in the brewery while we brew. Is yeah. that is there truth? That might happen. It's a little echoey, a little a little loud. I think that that can, that's consistent with our. Uh, 
our general studio uh, yeah. uh, uh, acoustics. How many but, trains uh, are nearby? That's what I was. <laughs> there actually is a train track very close. So and we can bring Ray Charles. Yeah, we'll bring Ray. Uh, maybe we'll lose him. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking. I, you know, sadly, they were out of grenadine at the uh, Dollar <gasps> General Market. Wait a sec. You went through that whole gigantic bottle. Grenadine is gone. Oh no, sir! I went through two bottles. No, no, no! You had that giant big squeeze one. Like it was a Costco. It was like a Costco mayonnaise container. It was like the size of like a little. No, don't say it was. No, 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 no. That was a, like a 64 ounce. It was not 64 ounce. It yes. was like a big gulp of green <laughs> with no ice. It was large. It was I, big. I may, I may have had, I may have gone on a couple of benders. Oh, I'm not. My God. I, I don't remember the last third of the bottle of Grenadine. I'm just going to throw that out there. Dude, one of these days we're going to sit down here. It's going to be, it's not going to be a pot. It's going to be an intervention for, to get this guy off of Grenadine. <laughs> Holy shit. I just, someone told me the other day that they make Grenadine out of pomegranate. Did you guys tell me that? That's what it is, yeah. It's bullshit. Nate. I say there's cherries in This that. is actually an intervention. We asked you to come here today to talk about your uh, pre-diabetes <laughs> <laughs> with your fucking grenadine. Oh, that's so crazy, bro. That's but so hey, much bro, grenadine. Hey, I mix it with diet, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cancels that shit out. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going, I got the old Forrester bourbon, um, which is mixed with Diet Pepsi. All right. Is okay. So I hate to go back to it, but is the is the <laughs> grenadine thing is that new from when we did it on the pod when you had the grenadine that one day and you were like, oh my god, this is delicious. Now I'm going to drink it again. Well, it's new and old. I mean, so so so, uh, so, so I didn't I didn't drink alcohol until I was like 30 or 31, which is just insane. So so my wife when when she met me assumed I was a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> True story, dude. She's like, I'll just have she, a cranberry juice. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the word around was like, I didn't drink, and she didn't bother to ask. She's just like, yeah, it looks like he's good. probably was an alcoholic yeah. at some point. <laughs> so she just assumed he's like, pretty red faced. Yeah, my nose burns real red or something. <laughs> so she assumed I was recovering alcoholic. She's like, what fucking twenty eight year old or whatever doesn't doesn't drink alcohol, you know? And because she's like, is he is he super religious? Is he Mormon or something? No, okay. So, so I, I for some odd reason that maybe we'll we'll devote a whole other pod to someday. I used to not drink. And so I would, I, but I like to be real obnoxious about it. So I would go out with buddies and like be the DD. And then I would like really loudly and kind of semi, you know, um, obnoxiously order like a Roy Rogers with extra grenadine. So I used to have a lot of grenadine in my, in my cocktails when I was out. In my well, 20s. no, he would take shots of grenadine. Like we'd be doing shots and they would, be, they would pour him. He just, <laughs> no, true. grenadine. Boom. Oh my God. Are, that's true. Oh, I used oh, yeah. to pound grenadine. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier, oh. that or uh, when oh. I thought Brad made it up, I thought it was hilarious, and now <laughs> no, 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 no. Like he was my my my. D I thought it was gonna be my DDD for uh, my DD for life, and uh. <laughs> yeah, Brad and I just went out the other night as kind of like a little bit of a throwback. I was, you know, I was like, because it's been you know ten years since I've been drinking, but man, it used to be like a regular thing. Once a month or so, I'd be like, let's go out, you know. And Brad so would go I would I would go up. pick Brad up and like I would DD him all over to like six different bars, and I'd be I, shitty by the end. He'd be night. shitty, and I'd have to literally be dragging him home because he didn't want to leave and I'm like I'm tired I'm not drunk <laughs> oh <laughs> so my god dumping Brad on his lawn at 145 I'm stone cold sober and he's just shitty and wanting to find you know some bar that's staying over, uh, open after hours and then one day in Vegas he shows up uh, we, I met him in Vegas and he uh, he handed me a drink he's like hey hey try my drink and I was like whatever and I was like Wait a sec, there's alcohol in this. Yeah, he's freaking out. Hey, it, someone's drugging you. <laughs> I was like, you know, what, what happened? Somebody Send it back. Your drink. 
But yeah, and then then it all went yeah, down. I ruined his DD dreams forever. So yeah, anyway, that was, that's my grenade. So so it been. I mean, I would sneak it in a little while, but I hadn't been mixing it in my alcoholic drinks regularly until uh, the pod kind of re inspired me. So maybe I'll we'll shoot some grenadine later if you guys are you know if you guys dude. Are, uh, oh, around. you just like get a spoon, like put it in there and heat it up, and then put it in the <laughs> <a> syringe. <laughs> Yeah, I usually between my toes. I don't want Kurt to see the. Tra- I don't want her to see the tracks. Oh, that's boy. where I shoot my grenadine. All right. <laughs> On that note, Chris Columbus sitting here patiently. Christopher Columbus. I guess we'll bring him into the studio. He's 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 gonna just sail in here on the, the can I make my my <laughs> Nina Pinta Santa Maria joke again that I made off the air that I thought was just so funny I didn't think got the reaction that it was warranted now does he make sure that it, no it's Chris it's Chris it's yeah, not Chris he's super pissed when people say Christopher well I'm pretty sure that uh, he's always he probably heard his, that before like maybe he's heard somebody a told billion him that. times. Like every moment of his life for his entire life. Is he like Michael Bolton in office space? He's just pissed. Oh, 100%. He's like, yes. he's like oh, fuck that guy. Why would I change my name? <laughs> yeah. And everybody else is like, Chris Columbus is such a good guy. He's, he's a hero. hero. He's the one that committed yeah. genocide. <laughs> I made awesome Christmas movies. <laughs> okay. So, Chris Columbus, I mean, so he directed. He's directed a bunch of stuff, a couple of Harry Potter movies. He did Mrs. Doubtfire, the first two Home Alones, the only real, the only Home Alones that really matter. And he also did Adventures in Babysitting. And wow. then he wrote. Yeah, you can't forget his writing credits. He wrote some shit. Gremlins and the most overrated movie of the 80s, Goonies. Shut your mouth, Zach. Oh, Shut your them. mouth, Zach. <laughs> what do you think about that, Scotchback? <laughs> Don't hit that oh yeah button. Not at all. Oh, no, I'm, I'm protecting no. it. I'm protecting no. it. Brad, no. Brad just fully blocked. You son he, of a bitch. He oh yeah blocked, Zach. I will say, oh. no, just my only thing I wanted to talk to Chris Columbus. I'm like, fuck Home Alone. My question is, it shows on his IMDb right now, there's some pre-production for Gremlins 3 and Goonies 2. Really? I'm like, why is that on your IMDb, Chris? Tell me more. Did Christopher Columbus direct the original Goonies? (laughs) No, wrote. No, he just wrote wrote it. Okay. So he came out and he had a Gremlin script from what I read. He went to school, uh, film school, and he came out and had a Gremlin script that he was like shopping around and eventually got it made and kind of like propelled him into some more shit. That's That's what I read today. Future pod Christmas movie. Oh, dude. So, so if if you're if we got Chris Columbus at the table, that's my first question for him. What is with the fucking weird speech about her dad dying in the fucking in the chimney in Gremlins that has nothing to do with <laughs> any other thing in the entire movie? But we have this overly long, insane speech about Gremlins that or about her dad dying in the chimney. I haven't seen that's Gremlins in forever. I, oh. I saw it once when I was seven, and I'm still scarred. And won't watch dude, it. it's so good. My kids love it. Yeah, that that story fucked me up. I mean, right, watching it. Yeah, it's just because you because you just visualize it. You think about it. And they're all the they're hanging out. It's like, hey, where's dad? Whatever. And he never shows up. Next, you know, she talks about the. It starts to smell. It's Phoebe Cates, oh. right? Yeah, it's Phoebe yeah. Cates. Yeah. I, I think oh. it's supposed to be dark comedy, but it just for for kids that are watching, it just does not go over. She oh, yeah. literally, they're like, and he just never came back. And then it started to smell. And then they find her dad in a Santa costume in the chimney. He left and tried to surprise them by coming down the chimney. And he broke his neck. Got stuck, broke his neck, and died and rotted in the chimney. And they found him because it stank. And they called the chimney sweep and found her dad dead in there. That's the most gory part of the whole movie. Dude, and it's the most insane. Like like Scott said, it's like super descriptive. And like they like totally slow roll the tragedy. And then they're just like, oh, 
here comes Gizmo. All right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> hey, 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 yo, Chris, sub with that. <laughs> the whole time she's talking, I'm, I'm just thinking about Fast Times Ridgemont High, and then all of a sudden no, she just exactly. kills my buzz, exactly. you know, by telling that story. Dude. Anyways, so Chris Columbus, I mean, really, what what we, we would talk to him about Gremlins. We would talk to him about Goonies. We talked to him about Home Alone. We got Mrs. Doubtfire. There's a bunch of great stuff here. Harry Pooter, uh, Brad. <laughs> a little Harry Pooter In case you want to talk about Harry Pooter. Um, what do you think, Nikki B? Talk to him about his conversation with Chevy Chase because he was actually set to direct Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And so oh, really? John Hughes we, put we him talked about in. on, on the, the, the CV pod, yeah. Yeah. This is so, also John Hughes production. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, so they he put said, him he in said, contact, and he said Chevy Chase was horrible to Cannot him. work with him. He's right. like, yep. They met and a then, second time just to, just to check. was not going to work. And so, like, John Hughes felt extremely guilty and gave him I wonder if he sends, like, a card Home to, Alone. I wonder if he sends a card to Chevy Chase and, like, hey, thanks, man, for being a dick, because I went on to do Home Alone, and <laughs> those mean, residuals that come in buy my kids Lamborghinis every single Christmas. Uh, yeah. Every year he sends, he says, it just says, kiss my ass. And then the next year it says, kiss his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. Uh, so, so I've got a bunch of questions, and they are related to Home Alone. First one. We're going to talk about that movie tonight? Is Home Alone 2 better? I mean, so so I, I don't I don't want to say okay, what to say, is better. is it more beloved? No, right? Is it is it? But 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 like, if I step back from it, is it a more entertaining film? Maybe. So like, my, so my problem is I haven't seen it, and I think I saw it once. And oh, I, I, the well, I watch is, it almost every year. The funny thing is that the slapstick is what I've from what I recall more aggressive and kind of mean, and. That would actually be more in my wheelhouse, but I just never really liked the movie. I don't know. Well, so there's also less of it, I think. Like, and it's not. You're right. The slapstick. If, if you, the, that's the one dimension on which I think Home Alone really clearly wins is that the physical comedy is better for me. And it's not more aggressive and like mean and number two. I think it's just as good. I think that I think that they like. There's an argument to be made that they could survive the assault in one, but in two they die. Right, They're number two is dead. just super vicious, right? I mean, like, the very beginning, he literally throws from, like, the fourth story, like, five bricks that hit him in the oh, face. Oh, yeah. Right. Over and He, over like, electro- over. Yeah. electrocutes and the bones he- are showing. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which is, yeah, that, that part, I don't like that part. It's a little, that's, that's a little too over the top. But you know what? Uh, I think, I mean, we haven't even talked about the music in We haven't in talked about John Williams. Well, yeah. and, and they recycle, I mean... A lot of the soundtrack is recycled in two, right? Yeah, I mean, so understandably, actually. I mean, it's the best, one of the best, I mean, honestly, our composers outside of movies and Scott, I mean, I, I mean, this is, we got the perfect guy here. I, I want to hear what Scott thinks about John Williams, not just as a composer in movie for movie scores, but as a compu- com- composer, a living computer, computer. Harry Computer. He did, he did do Harry Pooter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, John Williams. He, yeah, his, his the, he makes these iconic, amazing pieces of music that you know you can just think of a movie and you just picture the sound. Like, you know, every single one of his films has this iconic theme, and it's it's one of those things where I just go, how does he just keep coming up with these amazing melodies that are just untouched? And there's a lot of them. Oh man, there's so many, and they, and they fit. Right, like it's yeah. it's somehow like you, you know you don't. You, it's one of those things where I mean, obviously you can't know because maybe we just have have programmed it. But there's something that feels so right about the way that the music fits this movie. It's almost as like, you know, he just 
it's a character pulled it movie. from the heavens right. you know yeah yeah character for sure what's crazy is now like there's a lot of movies with original scores that have orchestras and whatever it is and they're very like you just don't you don't think about the music anymore like you used to and i don't under i don't know what that is is it because he's that good or is it was it like there's a there was like a soundtrack market back then but i mean like i distinctly that home alone theme the it's so, I mean it's like inherently in both of the first two movies. What's the most what's the most recent John Williams? Is it a Star is it a Star Wars? Is it the Star Wars movies? Are those the most recent John Williams? He's scores? even done stuff stuff more recently than that. Because then you have it's basically Hans Zimmer and and John Williams, right? Or like the two I mean, I'm not saying Hans Zimmer is close. I'm just saying right. Who, who else of, who yeah, else is there now as far as it's going to maybe uh, Danny Elfman, he yeah. does a lot. Oh, yeah. Danny Elfman for sure. He's, for yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's Michael Giacchino or Giacchino. I forgot how you say his name. He's done a lot of stuff. I mean, we're just John Williams. You got Schindler's List, Home Alone, Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Indiana Jones, E.T. Like, I mean, he. And you can pretty much sing all those in your head. Exactly. Right now, just by you hearing know the title all of those songs. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely insane. Like, he has a better batting average than almost any director ever. Well, like Elmer, Elmer Bernstein from way, way back, he's done so many iconic scores. It's like you can't really sit here and start singing a bunch of the scores in your head. I mean, we're not in that demographic necessarily, but for something about John Williams just has these memorable melodies that just are there. I mean, Morricone, of course, is, is mm-hmm. always up there at the top. I mean, Tarantino, of course, embraced him a bunch. Okay, and he's still doing Star Wars stuff. <clears throat> like he's still doing, uh, you know, Rogue One and Episode Eight and all this different stuff. All the way, and then it's like, oh man, it's just absolutely insane. Anyways, but it's everything, and like and like Scott said, it's a it's a character. The best ones, the the best composers, they they create characters, and not just um, you know like the mysterious one in the opening credits, but then also the da 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 da, and it plays all the different times, and then that's. The the, that's a the good feeling one that's the in those moments and like the best ones it's it carries you it carries you through the movie and well, you don't forget it well and what john williams does you know if you look at his his sort of list of movies what's so special is he's a character in movies of every single genre right i mean we think of him as being you know we just named a few right but like home alone this sort of christmas beloved classic but we've also got the star wars that we think and identify him for and the harry potters which have these like really you know, prominent things, but he's also the composer for Amistad and right. for Saving Private Ryan, right? Some of these movies that are like huge in their own right, but so different, right? Completely different genres. And so I just think, you know, one of the things that makes him sort of, you know, the best is it doesn't really matter what the movie is. He's going to kill it, you know, in whatever, whatever he's doing. And, and I, I think, you know, I, I open by saying that, that, you know, I think that the, the the sort of nostalgic quality of you know what it feels like to want to you know to fantasize about you know a kid getting to sort of like be turned loose as sort of you know in an adult world. Um, but I think there's all these other small things, or maybe not so small things, that make this so classic. And John Williams is maybe the the next on the list, right? Is like the score is so memorable, and we already talked about Pesci and Stern. Um, there's just like these other elements that on their own would make a movie pretty great right but then you put them all together you know john williams and the performances by those guys and the physical comedy and macaulay culkin being perfect for the role and a pretty good story and you're just i mean that's together it's un- unbelievable put it in a box and put a ribbon around it it's yep. a christmas present 
I only have one little thing I was going to mention that it's funny that Macaulay Culkin, of course, didn't make a whole bunch of money. He went through some problems because of this this whole series becoming such a big actor with his parents and stuff. But uh, Kieran Culkin, now on Succession, uh, has had a really great run as of late in a lot of different stuff. Uh, did you all realize that he is in Home Alone and Home Alone 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, see, who is that big he? of a, He's Fuller. He's Fuller. He's the one. Yeah. yeah, he has a couple of really great like. Kiss the bed. Oh, the glasses wearing kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Macaulay's little he's smiling at him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, drinking the, the look he gives when he's drinking the Pepsi. It's like how Nate looks when he sips grenadine. <laughs> I, I was not aware of that until right now, and oh, now right. that I know that, I can just picture. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, totally. Really? Him. Yeah. Know that was Karen. I had no idea. Oh, that's wow. Karen. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it seemed, but Macaulay seems like he made out of it. Oh, he, like I mean, he's still kind of on on things and and here and there, and seems like he's a reasonable kid. He made it out of Hollywood's. Uh, some of those kids don't ever make it, and seemed like he did all right. Well, yeah, I think he had a pretty rough patch there for a while. It sounds like he had some had some tough days, and he actually he dated. Um, he was with. Um, Oh man, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis for a while. Yeah, so, yeah okay. for like ten years or yeah. something like so, that. Until the, the cooch came back before right. the cooch. <laughs> cooch will get you every time. Cooch lash. She's got questionable taste in men. I just, I, I gotta say, I don't, I don't. I, I mean, so join the club. <laughs> as as we learned, if you guys want to go back and listen to our sexiest men podcast, <laughs> Nate also has questionable taste in men. Okay, so. But can I throw one more? Since yeah, we're talking yeah, about I got some, yeah, I got some stuff. Since, with we're, Chris. since we're talking about just, but I want to jump on this. You know, we're talking about Kieran, you know, coming out of this and doing well. We already talked about some of the roles that Daniel Stern and, and obviously Joe Pesci, who's you know super, you know, big beyond this. Catherine O'Hara, right, has a little Dude. bit of a cool resurgence. So I don't. I mean, I I don't remember anything super notable that she does, basically from Home Alone to you know until very recently, and then all of a sudden. Moira. Moira, are you crazy? All the Christopher Guest movies. I mean, she's been yeah, huge sorry, in yeah. all of those. So I mean, Best in Show. So I'm not amazing. A, I'm, I'm not a big show. Christopher Guest guy, so I, that, that's my blind spot. So apologies, but but she in Schitt's Creek, right, is just incredible and a total. I mean, like what a different character. You know, it couldn't be further from the the mom of you know in, in Home Alone. And uh, did she win an Emmy for that role? Yes. Yes. Oh, for oh, sure. They, I think they multiple. cleaned up. Dude, like, they won every award. Have you watched it, Scotch? Schitt's Creek? I have not. Oh. Yes. Dude. It's good. It's... I, I would, Scotch, I'll say I was I was very skeptic going into it. And for an episode or two, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. But then all of a sudden, man, it's the heart. It's a heartfelt show. It's yeah. one of those yeah. things that it comes across at first like this. Oh, it's just kind of typical rich family in, in the small town. But then all of a sudden the heart comes through. And that's what, I that's watched what, the first episode and and it didn't grab me. You got to get through but I the need first to stick season. With it. I, I, I felt the it's, same it's way. It's a tough the first, first season in some ways, yeah. I yeah. think. But man, and it also is like you know, Brad, you love stuff that's just sort of different for being different. And it it, it and, and there's times I like that like that works really well, and times I'm like I don't get it, and I really get it. like this one is kind of different than anything else you've ever seen. The in jokes a per second on Shit's Creek, I think, is mm-hmm. super high, really especially when Moira Catherine O'Hara is on screen. Because, Her character, oh my bananas. god! And they said like I watched this little back like uh, they do a little behind the scenes yes. deal, and they were talking about how like no one 
can keep a straight face in scenes with this chick because she just goes Be- off. Because it's not, even, it's not even a joke. It's literally every uh, every syllable that she she utters so is funny. funny. Like, you, know, you know, it's just she could read the dictionary and it would be absolutely. fucking hilarious. She's great. I mean, she, yeah, she's just an absolute genius and legend of improv. I mean, she can just go where she wants to go because that shows improv too, right? That. Or, oh. or mostly, mostly improv. I think there's a lot of improv in it. Yeah, right. I think they have a storyline, and they're like Moira say Work funny shit. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's you know it's all the Christopher well, guys. They, those well, and guys him and her. Uh, what's yeah. um, the Eugene Levy? Eugene yeah. Levy yeah. and her are like you can't get like stronger chemistry no. than them on screen. It's, it's Mitch and Mickey, yeah. right? Mitch and Mickey, right. and it's also they're they're a couple in Best in Show as well, right? I mean oh, they they've worked wow. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. those two know each other. In Best in Show, they're so funny. <laughs> Dude. Uh, okay. He has two left feet. And I, I, I literally have two left feet. So I agree. <laughs> so let's ask, I ask you, movie dorks, this. Who is the dad? Oh, man. Who, who's the actor for the dad? Because he's in stuff. Hurt. Like I, hurt uh, something Hurt. It's, uh, no, it's he's not a hurt. hurt. It's like a... No, his last name's Hurt. William Hurt? I always no. remember... It's, it's no. It could be his brother. I always remember him as the asshole in Big... Dude, yes. Yes, he is the big asshole. He is a, a big, ass- big asshole. <laughs> What's his name? All right, we, we need his name. Google, Googling, bring it to us Googling now. machine. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Nobody has the IMDb for Home Alone up right now. That's, that's, that's how awesome and skilled that's, we are. That's, that's, oh, heard, that's proper. Heard. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's not her. Uh, Melissa and I had to talk about that. Just so, so it really backfired there was a movie, on me. There was a movie called Gladiator. It was a boxing movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. and um, John Hurd. John Hurd, <laughs> small part. He was like another a dad. Um, uh, so you know the the two guys on trial um, and a few good men. The two military men and a few good men. The oh, yeah, 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 the two guys yeah. that the, are in the trouble. white guy with yeah, yeah, yeah. the the white guy, the yeah, younger the white guy. So he's right. in he's in that movie, Gladiator, yeah. and that's his dad. John Hurd plays his dad. Um, that's one of the only times I've only other times I've seen him other than Home Alone. So, Di- died at seventy one, twenty seventeen. Oh. Dang. I feel like now's the time to bring up what he does, or does somebody have that in their shag snag body bag? You mean that he's the worst dad and parent he's, of all time? Oh, his, oh, his, oh, profession? his profession. I have that yes. Is, so, so oh, this is need, a big. So this is a big. So this. we talked yeah. about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. That's like kind of the internet's uprising of like this is a Christmas movie. And then I think in this one, the big question is, what do the McAllisters do in order to afford this house that is like housing forty-seven thousand people, has a huge basement, is just absolutely beautiful, and they're flying fifty-seven people to Paris. And uh, so Home Alone two, they never bring up like what the parents do. That is, is it never actually brought up? It's never just on another fucking and, trip. And I note they they are not flying them. So it's it's Peter's third brother, right? So Uncle Frank is Peter's brother, and there's another brother at that least we never meet that was in Paris. Paris. And he's the one he's decorating the tree. You see him decorating the tree out in the background. That's well, the only time so, you see him. So she says it's a gift. She t- says that he's flying the whole family to Paris as a gift. He just got transferred there, and we we have to assume. That he's also the one that has oh, that has the house that's being remodeled in Home Alone Two in New York because they say why wasn't he going to be in Paris? Yeah, so, so that in New York. So, so he's <laughs> the mobster. Seems plausible. So, the, so, so anyways, he's running, f- so he's he's both running the French French arm of the mafia and the New York arm yeah. of the of the Gotti family. So, so, so to, so to just fill everybody in that's not that's not on the internet twenty four seven like we are. The big theory is that 
Kevin's dad is some sort of con- he's connected. connected. He's a he's a he's a made man, right? Well, like, I'll say the, the Wet the- Bandits when when they when he uh, McCoy Culkin plays the little video and it's like dude gets aced with the Tommy gun, and Marv comes back and is like, hey, there's something going. On. They don't seem to because they're like, oh shit, that might be actually going down in here. So they they Chicago that stuff is Mark, going yeah. that stuff's going around, I guess. Yeah, so they urban. even say the name and he's like, what is it? I don't know, no snakes. snakes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Snakes. <laughs> he sounded like a snake. <laughs> So, so I have a different take here. So, yeah, exactly. so I think uh, for me that we're focusing too much on Peter, we're not focusing enough on on his wife, who's so busy and successful that she forgets her kid. Well, but she's the one that controls everything. She's the one who pays the pizza kid. She's the one who like she, goes to she, run back. She and get comes them. off to me like she's wearing a professional the woman. Not even wearing the pants. I'm just saying she's not. She she is also a working woman. Agreed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She's and, not a stay-at-home mom for no. sure. Yeah, and, and 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 I think that they are a high-dollar Chicago real estate team. I think they have their own real estate company, and that they're the like two team, the, the the people, their broker. You know, he he's the broker. He she's the face, and she's she, the voice. She, she's a she's major agent. Runs it, selling high-rise condos in in the. I loop. can dig it. She's he's, selling, he's definitely yep. walking to her her beat. I think that's the deal. I think they're real estate moguls. I, I can get down with that. Yeah. I, I got zero problem with that. See, I, all I classified them growing up was rich assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as I thought so, about it. I was, oh, rich assholes, and that's so, what they are. You know what's funny is, like, I never really thought about them as rich. Like, I, I, I get it now as an adult, but as a kid, I was like, and not be, I mean, I didn't grow up in any, by any means rich or in a house that was, you know, like a wealthy house, but I think I saw it as like, Oh, that's what Chicago's like. Like, you know, it wasn't, it was like, it's a cool house, but it wasn't like, I, I just thought it was like, oh, that's, you know. They, and what do they have? Five families there? I was going like to be comfortable. That's what I was just like, I, trust me, I get We're it now. As an adult, assume... I get it. But as a kid, it, well, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's just that family. Anybody who had upstairs when I was a kid was rich. Anybody that had families live in that house? No, 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 no. They do not live in that house. They're there for the, they're there for the holidays. It's like where everybody's coming together to go on the trip. And then they're going to go to the airport. The one thing I was saying, what I was thinking when I was watching this was the brother, like he is regretting having that family in that flat in Paris immediately the second they step off the plane Frank walks in oh my god yeah all the kids Buzz is farting. The little kids pissing all over. All God, the think about how Frank would get into a fight immediately in France. The freckled like, face, he would be such an asshole. Somebody's gonna slap him. <laughs> he would be well deserved. Frank is one of the worst movie characters of all time. I mean, like most like unlikable. Yeah, it didn't win you a draft though. <laughs> did he call? Him, did he call him a? <laughs> did he call him a little shit? Or did he? What are you, you call little, little jerk. jerk? Oh, you little jerk! Look what you did, you little jerk! <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Look Frank. what you did. You He's perfect in that role. So I just very quickly have one more thing before we move on. Macaulay Culkin, is he good in this movie? Scotchback. Uh, yeah, he's fine. That's the right answer. Nate, is Macaulay Culkin amazing in this movie? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think he's special, but I think that he does it as well as any kid of that age is going to do it. Brad? I'm going to drop mine in body bag, so he's good. you can know what I feel about it. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on because I know where Brad's going with that. Okay. So... Very quickly, let's hear a word from our sponsors while I go pee. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Big Pharma Kid Tracking Systems. Do you know where your kids are? Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe you think you do, but can you see them? Do you think they're in their room, but are they? Yeah, I mean, you're sure they're at school, but wait, did you drop them off? Kids are some of the easiest things to forget about in our lives. How many times have we all flown first class across the globe only to realize you remembered your luggage, your razor, your voltage adapter, but left that pesky kid at preschool for a few days before you even flew away? Big Pharma has the answer. Disguised as a routine mRNA vaccine, these trackers are a new technology that hasn't even been invented yet. Never again will you open your eighth Coors Light of the morning and realize you forgot little Susie in the Walmart parking lot. Big Pharma, kid trackers, because those little fuckers are easy to lose. <laughs> a technology that hasn't even been invented yet. Get the shots, kid. Get the shots. <laughs> Just get your shots, guys. You'll know where your kids Back are. <laughs> All right. It's time for my favorite part of Bev's Video Kingdom. We're going to go shag, oh, yeah. snag, or body bag. So shag would be your... It's basically fuck, marry, kill. So we're going shag, snag, <laughs> body bag. So shag... We're going to kick it to Brad, and we're going to find out what Brad is shagging from the movie. You know what? I talked about it a little bit earlier, so uh, it's just the slapstick physical comedy. Like I said, I, I, I said earlier, watching uh, cartoons with my brother and stuff growing up, Saturday morning cartoons, Looney Tunes was just our jam. That was, loved it. Um, the the Three Stooges, watching old Three Stooges shows. What about Animaniacs? You did you get down with Animaniacs, shit, or are you yes. too old for that shit? No, nah, that oh, uh, that was he was too cool. I was yeah, all over that's that right, shit. Dog. not not <laughs> Animaniacs, but but Looney yeah, Tunes and, and Three Stooges. Anytime you've got just funny physical comedy, love it, and they did it well in this movie. Uh, really dug it. So I, you know, this is one that I we haven't talked about at all, and this is another piece of the puzzle that I think makes this great. Um, so I think like we need a little ying to the yang. There's a, there, and, and I was watching the new, uh, the new Home Sweet Home Alone. Okay, I watched that. We we haven't talked about that yet. And and you, you know, watched it. I did not watch it. I, I haven't did. seen it yet. My yeah. kids watched it. So so and, and you know, I was like, well, what's what's different? You know, obviously the story's a little different. And everything. I won't ruin it if you haven't seen it. But one of the things that's different is like there's not nearly the heart. It feels more straight ahead, like a goofball movie, right? And so, you know, obviously there's no Pesci and Stern who are just on another level than anyone in that, you know, in terms of the slapstick arm. But then you've got this whole story with the older neighbor, right? And and he's coming, you know, in the scenes in the church and the conversations between he and Kevin. What's his name? Uh, it's a very interesting name. Uh, uh, it is... Old Ro- man Mar- Roberts Blossom. Old man Marley. Old man, man Marley. Roberts Blossom, a uh, very awesome actor. Oh, that's the actor is Roberts yeah, Blossom. Yeah. And it's Old Man but Marley. But it's Old Man the Marley, name. right? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you get this thread where, you know, early on he's part of this kind of, like, caricature of scary for, for Kevin. 
But then midway through the movie, you get you know, he's, he gets humanized in this way, and you have this conversation that's that's like almost you know it's certainly disarmingly and almost like stri- like shockingly sort of heartfelt right in the middle and it's Kevin, Kevin's best acting in the it's church Kevin, it's he's it's his best he's acting. great in that scene and he's terrible in other stuff and, and it's also like you know you said it earlier Zach but I mean it's like part of the thread of the redemption story yes. right he has this like beautiful moment of like advice that's very kind of like innocent kid advice that a good adult forgets and needs to hear you know um and and so you know he has this like moment of kid wisdom that's awesome and then you know he, he looks out the window at the end and sees him with his and you know we can't forget john williams who basically makes the scene what it is and every the case, crescendo right? and the Be- because granddaughter runs up yeah, and hugs and, him oh and so so God. for me right like i want to shag that because i think it's it's for me the thing that makes it's the single piece of the like substantive story of the movie that makes it not just a kid, funny, slapsticky, you know, kind of fantasy. Uh, it's the heart for me. In some ways, it's like the most potent, you know, like the pure heart of the movie. And I want to shag that because the McAllisters suck. They are not the heart. <laughs> the the McAllisters yeah. are terrible. In fact, not only are they terrible early, but like I noted this time that when they that, that in order to yield to that scene at the end where the old man hugs, yeah. it's like they they all show up and they're like, "Oh, hey, Kev, well, you good? Okay, great. We're gonna go off and uh, check the plants." Right. <laughs> They're right. like, they don't give a shit. They, they, yes. they spend two seconds with him. I'm like, anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I just, I just want to piggyback off that a little bit. Earlier in the pod, you mentioned kind of what age you're at relating to the film. Like if you're a kid, you relate to the Kevin, obviously. If you're a parent, maybe you relate to that. Well, me personally, I relate to the creepy bearded guy in the store <laughs> <laughs> who you think is just kind of weird, but you know, I have good qualities but too. But he's got a big heart. And I got a huge heart. heart. And that's when I watch this movie, I start to cry a little bit. Because <laughs> that shit is fucking great. So, anyway. Those are some boots old man Marley is wearing. Oh, Those dude, he's got boots, boots and enlarged heart. I mean, fuck. Man. Hey, he can swing a shovel, that's for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So my shag is, so it's kind of a two-part. So it's, First of all, the hand I remember when one of the first times I watched this movie, the hand-drawn layout of the booby traps in the house. <laughs> I remember being into drawing like diagrams of things. Oh, I thought and, you were gonna say boobies. <laughs> <laughs> like a super bad situation, but with boobies. I remember being into drawing Flat. boobies. <laughs> I couldn't stop drawing boobs. That gets close to home. <laughs> when I saw all those booby traps, I was like, man, I like boobies. <laughs> <laughs> booby traps. That's what I said. Booby traps. <laughs> So whether it's Goonies, Indiana Jones, the use of the booby trap in film when it's used the right way is just, uh, it's nonstop fun. Um, the creativity, it's, it's really endless. And, um, the way it's used in this movie is amazing from the micro machines to the ornaments to the nail in the foot. It it doesn't matter. It kind of gets your, your mind spinning. You're just wondering what's going to come next. What's going to come next. And it's something as simple as ice on a step. And that's thanks to Pesci and Stern. If it's not Dude, for them, they don't make that's ice the most on a realistic booby trap. And it of looks them all. one of the most. <laughs> it looks like one of the more painful. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your? Oh yeah. So I, I know I, I like made a. I, I'm talking your, about okay, what, what's okay. your favorite booby trap, and what's the one that would hurt the most? Can we all? Can we talk about it? Yes, now? Guys I, are I'm dying to talk about the most about painful so, booby dude, trap. That's so funny. So I wrote down what's your favorite booby trap, <laughs> and my snag was booby traps, and I literally say Goonies, Indiana Jones, Congo, fucking all these dope. Movies that so let's go. Let's track. take it right into your. Let's take let's it right into your snag. your snag. Yeah, let's take it right into your snag. So let's talk exactly. about exactly. We're gonna go okay. right into my snag. I have all the same things to say about yeah. Nick, and and that was my question for the group. I have it written down right here. 
What's your favorite now movie I trap? Think. Okay, we got to start. Wait, from Home Alone or from, from any from movie? Home alone. From Home Alone. From Home Alone. Okay. But dude, this would have been a good draft most category. Most painful or favorite? Best booby trap in <laughs> the a most, movie. What we think is most painful or just our favorite? I've got both. Okay. Oh, you have both. Let's talk. Let, yeah. We'll talk about both. So, so mine, mine is uh, that I've got the the most. My favorite for some reason is the hot door handle, oh. and it's because it burns it into his hand, and like you have this iconic, and he sticks it in the it snow. It has an and M, it right? shows up again in Home Alone Two. It's a callback. His hand's gonna be branded. Scar, yeah. So I love. That's my favorite. But the one that hurts the most, and I have this special level of pain in my fucking head. Oh no, dude. It's the cans to the face. For some reason, okay. oh, wow. the paint you cans. Did not to the... go anywhere. I thought you were going there. No, yeah. man. It's the paint cans to the face. The nail was like a close runner up for me. But man, I for me, the paint cans to the face, I just can't handle it. For me, it's the one that I just think probably would have killed him, which is the iron coming straight down the laundry chute right into his head. <laughs> that's a long drop. <laughs> I mean, he's, got the, he's got the imprint on it. Yeah, that, that one, that's my favorite. I just, it, was a, it was a great setup, and I'm just like, how did he yeah, set that simple, up? The, it looks like the beautiful. light cord, but then it brings the iron down, and it was obviously plugged in, too, so that it would be hot. And it's it beautiful. left a mark on his head. Oh, yeah. Uh, so mine, I, I can't believe that no one's got it yet, but, I mean, my all of my children, my wife and I, Everyone squirmed like a fuck, like we were being tortured the minute that Marv's foot goes down yeah, on the, the nail. freaking nail. And it's just like, I'm just, I all I can think is like he had all that tar on his foot. Ugh. So that's like in the wound now. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think about. The choice, the choice to not make it go all the way through, but oh. just like it goes down a little bit and then just like he realizes, yeah. Yeah. Good I'd probably shit. say the nail or the, or the door handle. The door handle, it's not going away ever. Like, he's branded, and, like, that thing is in a quarter inch thick into his hand. And the nail, what I love is that they didn't, like, overplay it. It goes in, like, a half inch, Uh, but you picture it, like, going in a half inch into your foot. But you could like, that's realistically like a quarter inch still coming out through the top. You could realistically still like assault an eight year old if you had yeah. stepped on a nail like a quarter of the way into your foot. It would hurt you the whole time, but you could still like trap him. I like, always just think like that guy's gonna have to have a tetanus shot. For <laughs> sure. The Christmas <laughs> ornament. I, I remember about. growing up in the Christmas ornaments, always looking like they yeah. hurt like a son of a bitch, and like we when just they did die hard on them. Very die thought, hard. And I thought about die hard. Yep. You know. But anyway, Scott. What, yeah. What do you think? I, I was gonna say I was gonna bring that up with the Christmas ornaments, but. The one that I was thinking about it, like, what would I want the least out of all of it? And it's got to be the tarantula straight up. Really? Because I, oh, oh. I fucking can't stand spiders. Oh, I wouldn't even be and, scared. Oh, dude. Yeah, no. that that And, that, would, and of course, with the scream, it's just so amazing. It's so, so funny, so but it's also the most, I think it's most fucked up, but also the most funny. I you, wouldn't want the subsequent crowbar to the chest that old Pesci got. Like, <laughs> well, that that scene, tough. that might be one of my funny, the funniest, like, sequences is the tarantula and then the crowbar. Marv, what are you doing? Oh no, my my, my snag, my snag is Harry, right don't there. Move. Can we <laughs> tangent? Can we tangent very quickly to you live in the country? Like in the, I've been to your house. Like right. you're, you, there's no one around except spiders. Like how do yeah. you live? How there? do you live amongst the spiders? <laughs> have you Scott? seen a tarantula before? Now, yeah. Well, I don't have fucking tarantulas. I'm worried about but, you. <laughs> no, the crazy thing is, honestly, I swear to God, <clears throat> I I hated spiders so much growing up. And living out there, I've actually gotten a lot better because they're fucking everywhere. Because they're literally and everywhere. I have these little ones, and you can Google this shit. They're, they're either called sun spiders or camel. The camel spiders, I think, are the giant ones in the desert. But like, So they're little sun spiders. They look like little scorpions. Those motherfuckers are fast. fast yes. They're so oh, fast, yeah. and they're aggressive. They're not poisonous, but apparently they bite. And I have those out there, and it sucks. 
and hey, Scott. <laughs> those little bug assault like shotgun oh, yeah, assault guns, sh- yeah, I saw they that. work really good on them. Scott, okay, let me tell you, let me tell you one fact that I read on the internet: uh, the average person swallows thirty six spiders in their sleep per year. I thought and that's Scott, a full full of shit. It's not. And Scott, <laughs> I, I, I got bullshit. If you live in an orchard. You swallow like two thousand. Well, yeah, because some people are swallowing zero, and some people are swallowing ninety. So. And Scott, <laughs> yeah. there's probably like four in your beard right now. Hundred percent. How do you think four I got so hefty? <laughs> I got a lot of spider Scott, calories. Scott, yeah. hey, Scott's, Scott's eating like 1,500 1, calories in spiders every night. And if you got Black Widow problems, we could always send Lieutenant Dan out there to help you out. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. Lieutenant Dan. Oh, yeah. Hey, before we move on, I just want to call out the most inefficient of the uh, booby traps is the tar and feather attempt, which I'm always like, man, that would have been a difficult one to set up. And uh, what exactly were you going for there? You know, just but embarrassment. It's, it, it's well, fun. I love it. But I'm always like, that one didn't, that one. Didn't where exactly is a kid picking up tar? Right? <laughs> I don't think it was tar. It was uh, either honey or. No, he's talking tar. about the tar on the steps. Like, oh in yeah. The yeah. Basement. Yeah. That yeah, looked right. like legit tar. I liked, <laughs> I liked how, you know, they, they decide to, my wife's immediate reaction is, when they decide to go out the window and hang on the uh, rope <laughs> to go across the thing. That's she what he goes, wants us to do. She goes, there's no way their grip strength would be strong. I thought about that. Like, this is a terrible. And I was like, that's the part that you fucking, you're like, I can't, I can't with this movie anymore. I like how scared Stern was. If you look at his face, he was yeah. so petrified. <laughs> well, Nick, you, Nick, you brought up earlier, my, my snag was Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. That's my, just the great in the relationship. That's your snag? That's my snag. And, and, Dude. Play well, I actually, I, I, I put here the concern in Pesci's voice when Stern stands over him with the crowbar, it's and like perfect, you just start to see like he, he he's really concerned. Like this is his homie, and it's like why is my homie about to bash me with the crowbar? Marv, yeah, he, Marv, what are you doing? When he floods the house and is so proud of himself, when he comes out and Pesci knows yeah. what he's done before he says anything about it because he can just see it on his buddy's face. He's like, you fucking did it again, didn't you? And what's so funny, funny is you think about Pesci finishing up Goodfellas. And Stern's walking into the van having done that, and he's telling him, it's a, it's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. It's a bad thing to do. I told you not to do it. Oh, yeah. The wet bandits. Um, I'm snagging uh, the kid, the kid, all the kid fantasy elements, um, like all the things that Kevin does. That bowl that, of ice like, cream, dude. Would, I know. Makes that, my stomach hurt just looking dude, at it. And, and sledding and, always gets me. I'm like, oh, man, I love oh, this. Out the, out the, oh, the front door. That's although, you know, you know what? I hate about the sledding scene, and I hate it every single time. Because it's not lined up. And yes. Yeah, it goes right through the door. It bothers <laughs> but me. But they angle it, though. He angles there it away. There is no angle. There's no angle. There's an angle straight down. There's no downstairs in a toboggan you can't steer and, and even if you did he comes out the door like straight. going straight yeah, and right. I, it drives me crazy he's go- hitting the door jam 100 100 percent, right into right. the door jam so right. that drives me crazy but everything else including and this this was like a, a real this was one of the few things that really was timely you notice the bag of chips that he has there sitting there are crunch taters oh, and i ask people cool. all this time all the time back in our student store in junior high you guys you remember about yes. crunch taters was it in, crunch in, gators no, no it's taters tr- okay. the student store this was like kettle chips before kettle chips that was before cool. my time bro i never had those they had, the, they had the jalapeno version yeah and they had the barbecue version. exactly Ross that's when he was school. eating barbecue yeah so yeah. that, that was like no i don't remember that no, you, you i think buy. it was frito-lay because i think all of our, all of our I products think those were out by the time we were in ross for sure okay i wasn't looking i mean i remember i remember them but they did. A, they had an alligator on the package. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so was, yeah. But like the pe- you know the Pepsi, Ross, the the I'm gonna watch a 
adult movie, which that movie, you know, I was never so sure that a movie was real in my life, you know, for years that it was just a made up scene from a movie. But all the things about him doing it, you know, even him going to the grocery store, like I just, I love every scene where Kevin is acting out the like, I, I get to pretend to be grown-up and be but also be unsupervised by grown-ups does he shoplift a toothbrush yeah that's yeah. Uh, that, that, that's one of the uh, yeah I, i'm in a i'm in a body like, bag get him that. Yeah. go get that me. kid yeah. fuck get him that up boy get that toothbrush i feel like it turns to mayberry because that dude who chases him looks <laughs> like he's in mayberry with like the slick hey, jimmy shoplifter in <laughs> california in 2021 you have to have over 500 dollars worth of merchandise in your hands or they won't even stop you they'll be like, they'll be like just let him go it's not worth the lawsuit now that that's that's facts yeah. that's facts, facts. yeah zach was a loss I, prevention specialist i used Target. to tackle shoplifters for a long time until i realized what the fuck am i tackling tackling this guy in the parking lot of a target for for a 14 dollar after his old. second torn he ACL. stole he stole jagged little pill by Atlanta morissette <laughs> and i tackled him in the parking lot and then found and then found like I, i'm not joking isn't it ironic now, is like, isn't it ironic no 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 what was I ironic even going to jail and you just tore your acl what was ironic is that i was like getting married and like trying to start my life and i was tackling this dude for a 14 dollar cd in the target parking lot and then when we brought him in he had like all sorts of dirty needles and shit in his pockets that like could have stabbed me at any moment and then i was like fun stuff this is not what i want to do (laughs) okay this is sorry that's how i changed my career path good good times okay so hold on i got a snag (laughs) get that bubble out your throat first but uh what you snagging bubbles it's not really it's short because but i just wanted to come back around short nick i'm moving on the fucking host is moving on (laughs) Too late. I'm glad he's built his confidence up. Finally, <laughs> all of a sudden, Zach. Yeah, finally, I don't know Zach I, is here. I don't know if I want to host this. Zach is here. I, I hate hosting. <laughs> Brad, okay. can you host my show? Brad, can you host? Brad's voice is no. too deep today to host. Oh, yeah. tell us what you want to say, Nick. It's just Pesci and Stern again because I love them. Hey, there we go. Who doesn't love them? I love them, dude. And they're so fucking great. I want to come back to the fact that he did Goodfellas and Home Alone in the same year. That's so awesome. That's crazy. It's fucking unbelievable. Same universe, bro, I heard. In the last scene, evidently, he bit. So when he gets, when Cully Colgan runs through the flooded basement, he comes up, they catch him. And he says, I'm going to bite each finger off one by one. <laughs> yeah. In a cut, he bit Macaulay Culkin's finger, broke the skin, and like left a scar. <gasps> Shut up. Um, he tells Mila, he's like, that's where Joe Pesci bit me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's like, touch me. <laughs> I just love the guys. And I don't know which one I like more, honestly, in the movie. And I think Pesci takes it because he's Pesci. But Pesci, those are those are my guys. That's my snag, bro. I'm a hundred. Now you can move you. on. I'm a hundred percent with you, dude. I don't. I. I we. You know. We kind of all already said that. So. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Needle in the champ. Needle in the champ. <laughs> All right, I'm going to kick it to my boy Nick here. We're going to hear about this body bag. What you got, Nick? It's easy to say. You know where it's going. It's the McAllisters. Is it me? It's the whole family. (laughs) I love you, Zach. It's the McAllisters. And I don't know which one. And I actually think, I don't know if I hate Buzz. That's the question. That's what I had written down. Worst McAllister. Okay, so do you guys know know who the the family break up at this point, right? Like, which ones are the brothers, which are the cousins? So the red-headed chick's a cousin? Hold, okay, so the the shorter, younger brunette sister. Yeah. The lazy compétent. Oh right. Sister. Oh really? Yeah. The freckled faced skinny kid, like toilet paper and water. That little dick. Brother. And that many of them. Buzz. Brother. Pile, pile of them. And then and then Kevin. 
So he looks at the frame picture in bed when he's missing them. It's all of those fuckers in that picture. They all suck. I don't know if well, I like. I don't know. So if one I, of the notes I have, and I, I didn't real. I I don't think I realized they were all siblings. Yeah. The level of vitriol, like between dude, the the kids dude, in the early in the scathing, movie, bro. Bro, that would be like every CPS be brought in for bullying. I was gonna say, the, how does that not, and, and that says everything like, about oh, it's the bad. parents, right? So it's like I don't know. So it's 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 all of them. Um, Those of us with multiple kids, if you heard your kid talking to another one of your kids that way, yeah. like like you talked about earlier on the Die Hard pod that you would have beat the shit out of Uncle Frank, or, or or one of the pods. Yeah, no, I was right. But what I'm saying is like, at what point do you start beating your own kids for talking <laughs> to your other kids in that Damn. tone? Like right. that shit is ridiculous. And no, yeah, we, that that'll happen. I mean, my my kids are once in a while. Like, like my son, that, my, my son might be like just hella sarcastic to my daughter and i'll get pissed i'll be like no you don't you don't treat her like that and brad backhand but you but you will but you will correct that behavior correct i feel like i feel like in the McAllister family with a hammer they're like yes they're like yeah that's right bitch (laughs) they just let buzz like and like dude so you talk about kevin yeah that's a good one we talked about kevin being a dick so like a couple of times last couple times i've watched it i've tried to be like all right so how many of these things are really kevin being a little behavior bro and it's like him attacking Buzz in the kitchen. That's not. I mean, that's yeah, they like should be like, a, yeah, an, defend he's yourself. An, he's an eight-year-old, and Buzz no. is like a junior. Not defend in high yourself. School. Not defend yourself, dude. So, that's that kid's been taught that aggression is the way that you handle so, your so, fucking So Buzz feelings. is terrible, but I but I also sort of want to see like a like a like a like a Netflix short on like like one episode of what Buzz is like outside like, of the McAllister home. The movie Angus. <laughs> It's like Buzz going into high school like four years earlier. Yeah, so like he, but he, so like he isn't has a Buzz lot. also just O'Doyle from a yes? <laughs> yes. Or Buzz turns into Ben it's, Affleck in Days and Confused. Yes. So like that's this oh is wow, he gets abs. <laughs> so, so I'm no, oh no, he thins out. No, that's, that's, that's when he's the kind of thicker like. Oh, you're, you're right. Oh, Affleck, you're right. Well, so I know like this time around for some reason I all of a sudden see that Buzz has a Letterman jacket. So my question is. What's his sport? I think it's football. What O-line. position does he play? O-line. Okay. Third string and like, offensive guard. Right. So Buzz is like the guy that like is on the football team and picks on like the people around, but people pick on him too. For sure. Right. So Buzz, angry, very angry. He's an angry guy and he picks on the person that he can pick on the most, which is Kevin. And and if I'm if I'm really wanting to like nail in the coffin for Buzz being the worst, you just have to watch the first like ten minutes of Home Alone Two. Yeah. No, I agree. I'd forgotten that the beginning of that movie opens with like Buzz being an asshole mm-hmm. in the like the you know, Christmas program where they're yeah. in choir. And then like he makes this big speech and all of a sudden the family's like, Oh, Buzz is great. And I'm like, Oh, you're all that 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 that's that solidifies the terrible. Well, and the entire crowd is like laughing. They're all, we all like, terrible. We all can agree that Buzz was from a previous marriage, right? Like that's obviously <laughs> Catherine O'Hara's like first son and then she marries. That the dude's new in guy. jail now. And because yeah. <laughs> Buzz does not fit in with anybody in that family. I mean, Look at that family. Buzz does not fit Peter's in. Peter's pretty I mean Uncle Frank and Buzz are kind of two peas in a pod. For hey, sure. I, I, but physically, they don't look anything like each other. Like, Buzz fair. is really tall and really big guy, and no one else in that family is big at all. One, one time, I, I, I got to tell a quick story of when I, I really wanted to actually hit a kid. <laughs> and it was at my son's soccer game. It was yesterday. And there was a kid that was just a little bit bigger than all the other kids. So this is like probably like the, the, the five, six, seven-year-old league or five, oh, okay. six-year-old league. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Six it's, and under. It's, just, it's just bunch ball and everybody's all together. And there's this one kid that his from the other team that all he would do is just run up and find a kid that's outside the pile and just slam into him and knock him down. 
And I'm looking at this like this young ref. I'm like, what is this kid doing? Like, get him out. I'm losing my mind. And then uh, I see the kid afterwards. He like gets out of the game. Like, find the coach is like, all right, come here. And he runs. He goes and jumps onto his dad's lap. And his dad was just like, hey, yeah, kid. Like, I, I just was so angry. And it just reminds me of like the Home Alone parents. Like. Oh, yeah, their kids are assholes, but when they're, like, say something or do something nice, like, oh, he jumps up my, oh, he's such a sweetie. Uh, I right, my to... first my first look is for that dad. Oh, no, no, I was, oh, looking, I was like, I, who's his dad? And, and I'm most... like, this kid's being an asshole. My wife actually knew that. My wife knew them, them out. and I was, like, ready to go fight the dad. I was, she's like, no, I, I know them, I'm sorry. I'm like, uh, I had a dad at Hunter's Game today in front of us. Uh, there was a kid playing defense on his kid, like, not touching him. Playing defense on him. Not even my son. My son's not involved in this at all. But the guy in front of me's son was getting defense played on him. And he wasn't getting the ball because the kid was guarding him. And when he came to the bench, the the dad called him over and said, you need to push that kid. If you need to push him down, you can push him down. And I was like, he hasn't even touched your kid. Like, and you're going to tell him to push him down? And freaking, they're, they're 11. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> this has got him on lockdown. This D. is today. This is the beginning. Throwing elbow of, uh, across his jaw as you slip by him. This is the beginning of that scholarship run. Wild shit. No, <laughs> I'm glad we talked about how much the McAllister's <laughs> so so terrible. Yeah, I'm really so happy about the, it. The the McAllister relative that sat in front of me at my kids' basketball game today. I fucking hate that guy. But I had literally my Nick. We literally had the same shag snag body bag because mine is Kevin's whole family. They're fucking terrible. Kevin is terrible. They're all terrible. I wrote down. The I entire said, yeah, family I is said garbage. cousin brothers. Buzz and redheaded freckled cousin brother. Cousin slash brother because I didn't figure it out at that moment. So, just sucks. What do you got? What, Scott, what, what are we body bagging? So I have, this might be a little bit of a hot take here because it's, I love the scene. You love the McAllisters? But, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the, the scene when he's doing the videotape and the pizza delivery Yes. And his rewinding and yeah. fast forwarding. He's so VHS fucking good does not it. work it's so, like that. It does not work that well. It's so <laughs> fucking. It just it, it irritates me. It's like I, I get it. It's a movie. It's fun and it's a great scene. It's awesome. But there's always a little part of me going, okay, there's no fucking way he would be able to pull that off because he had to go back. He, right. Yeah. He had to go backwards. Yeah, right. He had to go forwards. Yeah. So that's, I mean, Scott, when I mean, you're, folks, you when you're trying to rewind like the booby scene, it's really tough to make it work, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I will say that. I mean, you hear we have the little re, uh, eject and and oh uh, yeah, the v, VHS sounds on our pod, and it's like you know how it was when you had to rewind. It would be like. <laughs> And then I mean, yeah. Hey guys, in the business we call those bumpers. Those are <laughs> those are bumpers, so that you know that we're going to a commercial. I uh, feel you, Scott. Though that's that's a hundred percent. That's, that's it's pretty dumb. Um, my, I'm body bagging kids that act way older than they should. Um, Kevin's supposed to be eight in this movie, and the fact that he behaves himself as a non eight year. My my wife's a second grade teacher, so she's dealing with eight year olds constantly. And and we were having this conversation. It's like when he sits down and has the introspective conversation with with old man Marley in the church. It's like, okay, I appreciate it. It's a, it's a heartfelt scene, but no eight year old is having an introspective conversation. They're That's like, the part. You have a big beard. Oh, <laughs> you're scary. Why is there a bandaid on your hand? Why did you kill your kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not saying, Hey, you know what? You should talk to your kids. Like this. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. This is kind of like my situation. You know what you should do? Talk to them. Because, you know, I just fucking talk shit to my family. They're a bunch of fuckers. And then all of Macaulay Culkin's uh, little one-liners and stuff as he's as he's beating up on the guys and stuff, they, you can tell it's like they sat him down and had him go through a bunch of lines and just kind of 
okay, ham it up when you say this one. You could just tell they did a bunch of takes. It's not natural, and it's just like him, like, you're thirsty for more? And it's just like, I don't know. It's all very canned, and it kind those, of bothers me. Those aren't even the parts that I hate. The parts that I hate is when he's trying to be like a normal kid in the very beginning, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's so terrible at acting. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Zach. Buzz, I'm in your room. You better come slam me or whatever he says. <laughs> better, I, see, I like that part. <laughs> so, I, so, so I have two body bags that I'll go through really quickly. One is that we you mentioned it right the scene where he gets he he shoplifts the toothbrush, Ugh. like he, they start like accusing him of not paying before he even like hasn't even left to the, leave store. the store. Yeah. <laughs> they like want to chase him down for the toothbrush, like you know it's got to be like a twenty cent toothbrush at the time, and then he calls the six the cop on him, but then like Kevin runs from the cop, which I'm like. Why would he run from the cop at that point? So there's all problems with that scene. But do you want to do you he, know he, running, he was running like from old man Marley? Yeah, but do you want to know the cop's name? Yeah, Officer Balzac. No, it's not. no, it's not. It's Ball. I, I don't know <laughs> if you pronounce it that way, but it's B A L Z A Z A C. Of course, you. Not, yeah, that's <laughs> there is no other that's, way. There's it's no other Balzac. way. It's Balzac. <laughs> that's, I think that's a little John Hughes little he 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 he. But but my but, but my number one <laughs> Balzac. <laughs> my number one body bag is that the McCallisters are like, you know, okay, we call the cops. They they say they can't find them. They, you know, they just kind of give up. You're telling me that neither of them have it, know anyone well enough to be like, you go and you break that fucking door down. Exactly. And you search that house, like flip it upside down. They gave their phone book to the aunt and she supposedly called everybody, but that's fucking Uncle Frank's wife. I you, guarantee you she called two people you, and was you, like, dude, fuck, no one answered. Sorry, you call bitch. the guy, you call the 7 Eleven on the corner and dude. you're like, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you go to my house and kick in the door. Did you like, see, if I see a dog in like a, in a, in a, in a summertime in a car with the windows all rolled up, I'm going to fucking break a window. It's for like, that dog. Like, yeah. It's like this yeah. is the kid we're talking about. It's the tiniest bit exaggerated that, like, the, because of the time that this was of pay phones and the way that right. telephones were, that, that this could possibly happen, but I don't, I don't buy it. You mean I, the, the telephone lines that were, were supposedly cut, but then he calls for pizza? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so I mean, and, and, I, and, I, and I guess, like, it seems like it's something that could have been solved pretty quickly where, like, they get a hold of a neighbor, a friend, or whatever. They go in with the key, you know, or, or you know, that's under the rock, and they go and they like look through the whole house, and he's yeah. not there. And they're like, he's not here. He's gone somewhere. We don't know where he's at because he's out at the fucking grocery store. The part right. that's the right. part that's unrealistic is that they have a maid that comes five days a week for that house, <laughs> they have a and the there. and the way the maid shows up and she's like, oh, oh, Kevin, you are still here. <laughs> I will call your madre, and she goes and calls him, and fucking. Is she Italian? That was a, I love that Italian accent, and yeah, I love that, that was great. That's a callback to all those. I will Italian call your days. madre. Is that Princess, was that Princess Peach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. She fucking does her drinks. Uh, also, the cop. The cop is Chris horrible. The cop up. who shows up too is horrible. Hey, Princess cop. Peach. Cop, cop's horrible. Tell him to count their kids again. Yeah, I got. I knocked three times. I'm sure that he's there, and they just didn't see him. Like, you know, like this is bullshit. Anyway, that's my body bag. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Brute Aftershave by Odeon. <laughs> Remember back in the '80s when being a man meant dealing with a little pain after a single razor shave. We didn't have those eight to ten blade razors you wimps have now. And how did you and how did you soothe that single blade shave? By patting your face with a liquid 
that singed your nostrils, burnt your skin, and put some hair on your balls and your chest and your back and that little area above your butt crack and your, uh, you know, we don't talk about anyways, you know, like a real man comprised of a cocktail of lighter fluid, Windex, gin, and tree sap. Brute aftershave is only for the manliest of men who knows what that aftershave burn really means. And that is, wow, this aftershave is extremely soothing. Make sure you hear that singe and feel the cringe with Brute Aftershave by Odeon. 40% of the time, it soothes every time. <laughs> <laughs> that little place above your butt crack. Uh, I like your sexy voice, Nick. I, f- I feel like we need some word for How that because like- it's like the anti-taint. Yeah, I like I like, like anti taint. Anti taint. <laughs> the ain't. The ain't. The ain't. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. You know, this has been great, guys. <laughs> we're fucking. I love that we can bash the McAllister. Three and a half hours in, and I we're said, fucking we just cruising along. Movie. I think we're three and a half hours in with like twenty minutes of Home Alone talk. So, guys. Yeah, Zach. We already got. I was about to get rid of the director, but we got rid of him an, an episode ago. All right, <laughs> we traded him for Scotch. So he's sailing across the ocean. I think already. we need to do. I think we need to do. I, I'm I'm ready for a contest because something happened earlier where Nick was made a champion of something that I deeply that you don't care about with. or that you lost makes me angry and upset. But are there people here? No, there's geese. What's get that? Get out your right. That what that oh, is? That's the, the shotgun. That's the geese in the outdoor studio. Somebody get yeah. yeah. Somebody get out the shoddy. Those are geese. That sounds fucking wild. Yeah. All right. So we you're talking go. about me winning something and yeah, then you're talking. Yeah, you're going to win, but I need another contest up. so that I can beat you today. So we're going to do a contest about Cameo. Cameo, Bradley. So Cameo, I mean, Home Alone, who would have thought, just loaded. Ooh. If you, I mean, it's really, I, they probably wouldn't get, you, get it to you by the time Christmas happens, but if you want like a New Year's message, somebody to ring you into the New Year, you might want to contact Cameo and find out. One of these seven folks that are on Cameo seven? from Home Alone. And they're all, who are they? I don't mean, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't tell us, Brad. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so I want each of you to go ahead and give me just three characters. Now, please understand, I'm going to go ahead or, and give you a, 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 a I'm going to give you guys a little hint. Nick's got his phone out. Look at his cheating Don't have the wet bandits. Don't take. Macaulay. Kevin's mom or dad, and don't take Macaulay. Okay. So okay. those are the five. So, like, the actors, you want to say the actors' <clears throat> names, right? Character. No, just character. Cheating. Just tell Nick's me a character. Cheating. Nick's oh. cheating. Oh. Give me three characters. Three characters? And Buzz. I'm going to go Buzz. ahead and say, Nick, okay, you're going first. Buzz. No, well, it's oh, fresh in his mind because he just cheated by looking on his phone. So, wait, is the, <laughs> are we drafting? Is Nick the first in a, in a three person? Okay, let's oh, just yeah, do let's it this do way. Okay, I'll so, go last. So, we'll do like ding, 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 or So, we're going to go. Nick says, Buzz. Ding, 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 uh, ding, ding. Well, there's only seven. Right. Okay, well, fuck. It's like Family Feud now. <laughs> That's the number one answer. <laughs> number one answer, he is $139. I'd pay that. On Cameo. Okay, are you ready? John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wait. sorry, John. Jesus. R.I.P. John. My brain went into thinking mode for like a half Brad a second. Like, Wait a minute. Say the right thing. Say the right thing. We are playing dead or on camera. Uh, we we got to give, we haven't even talked about his name. Uh, Much love to John Candy. I mean, Polka, such Polka, a Polka. fresh. Oh, we did. Yeah, there was a commercial. My, my, my pick is uh, Officer Chokes on Dick or whatever you said his name was. Balzac. Officer Balzac. Officer Balzac. Well, it just happens to be on my list. That's why I knew his name. 
Ding, 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 ding. That is Larry Hankin. But $5. Officer Balzac. <laughs> Balzac. $50. Larry, Larry Hankin. $50. $50. $150 for his business fee. But here's the interesting thing. Who is Officer Balzac? He's actually a well-known actor in, in something else that we a lot of us love. Larry Hankin. Larry Hankin is Old Joe from Branky Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Old Joe? The guy that always, he'll put the bodies in the uh, the auto. Oh, it is? Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't we had a that. commercial about him back in the day, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. So uh, I'm going to take Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is not on the list. Uncle Frank. Ah! <laughs> you suck. All right, Scotch. I don't think it's on there, but Kieran Culkin. No, he's too big a star. Man, man. That's all, all I right, can fucking think of. <laughs> the skinny, freckle-faced brother. Skinny, freckled-faced brother. I wish I knew which one. Hold on, I got it. <laughs> I need a name. Because <laughs> I honestly was looking at some of these names. Hang I was on, trying to I'm figure on, out which characters are. Hang on, Nick's on Cameo right now. Let him tell you which one it is. Uh, Jeff or Michael C. Morona. No. Okay, uh, my next guess is uh, the La Incompetente. Sister, she's definitely on there. she's the blonde one, right? And she grew up to be, yeah, she's got like weird teeth. Okay, I think if they, I think that's Lenny. Yep, and yes, she is on camera. Ding, her ding, 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 her ding, name's ding. Laura Lenny now. She's <laughs> in, uh, she's got a weird brother in love, actually. $30 for her, she's her, married 210 to... for the business. And interestingly, when you see her, you realize she went on to be Kathy Sanders in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. She's the uh, the gymnast, and like he's talking to her on the phone. Oh, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, I've got another call." And then she goes, "Hello, this is Kathy Sanders." Kathy and she's like, still "It's me. still me, <laughs> Jerry." Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a solid one. Okay. Uh, I'm two for two. I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, you got two ding ding dings. Oh, you got two ding dings. I'm gonna go old man. Dog. Mar- I'm old man Marley. Um, I'm ding ding all over way, this bitch. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, so he's hey Nate. Try and, so ding ding. He's dead or on cameo. Try and pick. Uh, <laughs> try and pick guys that are alive, bro. Scott's I back. thought we were playing dead or on cameo. All right, I'm gonna go with one of the other brothers or sisters we haven't talked about yet that I can't think of the character. You know what? I'm gonna give it to you. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> it's Christmas season giving. Uh, that is Stefan. Uh, uh, Matt Doherty, Stefan Urkel. I think he's a cousin, but he's actually Averman in the Mighty Duck series. Yeah, that guy. Oh, oh fuck yeah, with the glasses. Thirty-five dollars and uh, eight hundred forty-nine for the business expense. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna charge thirty-five for just personal, but he's great in Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he's in all the Mighty Ducks movies. Can we he's even in the new on, series? Can like, we do that on the pod? No, there's no new series. Is he the one that, that stole Rob Schneider's whole thing? Is he the, is he that kid on Mighty Ducks where he's doing the uh, Spinorama? Yes. He st- exactly, literally stole Rob yes. Schneider's I thought he was doing Polly Shore, but yes. Yeah. No, same that was thing. fully yeah, Rob Schneider from SNL. Um, Nick, back to you. The, the guy who plays the Santa Claus. Okay, this is the best one because he is labeled... On Cameo is Home Alone Santa. <laughs> but he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He he's been in all sorts of stuff. So $71 for, for Santa. Uh, it's Ken Hudson Campbell. Yeah. And uh, $500 for his business yeah. fee. But yeah, he's on there. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, I got one more. Ding, ding. The neighbor ding. kid. The neighbor kid that comes up and uh, talks to him. Okay. Oh, so I have, from, a, I have uh, a conversation about right? I have a conversation real quick about that guy because he's not on Cameo. I thought he would be. It seemed like Ultimate would be on Cameo. Yeah. He was in... This movie, he was in Overboard, and he was in Babe, the pig movie. Oh, yeah. Three things on his IMDb. Got out of acting after that. 
just looked him up. I was like, whatever happened to that kid? He was like, he's a preacher now. No, just hired this year as a high school football coach. And I was like, dude, high school football coach, this could be a possible podcast. Ooh. This might hey, be somebody to we contact. We should hit him up. You'd be like, hey. We could do I overboard know and have him on. That would be uh, kind of fun. I was like, remember, dude, we, gotta, I want him to do we have a high school football coach on, our, on, our, on our crew. Like, yeah. make this happen. Your dad's a legendary high school football coach. <laughs> Jeff Wiseman is the, the guy's name. And he actually took over for a coach that had been there like 27 years at his high school. So, so if you guys out there know Jeff Wiseman. <laughs> Tell him BVK's looking for him. I've, I've always loved kingdom him. Video at gmail.com. They said that when he got when he uh, auditioned for Overboard and just made uh, Kurt Russell laugh like crazy when we started doing the Pee Wee Herman, and yeah. that's how basically he got oh, I hired. Said Kerm- yeah, I said Kermit. I- I'm going to take the older brunette cousin who's beautiful. I think that's Kristen Mentor. I'm going to give it to one, you because you don't have a ding, ding, ding. So. There's one that's There's Heather, $60, the, the twenty because she was Randy on a bunch of seasons of ER. Okay. Which, no, the one who took the head count, yeah. Yeah, the one in the that van. The head yes, count. I think yeah. that's Kristen the Mentor. teenage one. Yeah. And the final one, which nobody's going to get, it's one of the uh, uh, one of the polka dudes. Oh, Mark Beltzman. How do you name, say it, Nate? What? How do you say polka? How do you say the, the what are they called? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on the spot. Never mind. Polka, polka, polka. <laughs> That's what I wanted to the hear. The Kenosha what? The Kenosha Kickers. Gusk Polinski <laughs> and the Kenosha Kickers. All right. So one of the Kenosha Kickers is uh, his name in the movie is Stosh. Uh, he's the one that's got the jacket, I think, at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Kenosha. $45 and 350 because he's also the dude who's Norm McDonald's homie and Billy Madison. So the two guys that oh, yeah. hang out with Billy mess. Madison, yeah. one of those guys is, uh, is a Kenosha okay. kicker as well. That's fucking awesome. So there you go. That's, nice that's our word, cameo. Brad. So a lot of folks on there. I mean, just small roles, but... Uh, all of them trying to make that cameo money. And cameo, going into 2022, let's make this happen. Let's make it a good year for the BBK podcast and for cameo. I was just going to go back to that Santa Claus guy. He was the he was in Groundhog Day. Who's hall- he? Oh yeah, he's in the he's, hallway. He kisses like he's like he comes onto him at one point. Bill Murray does. He well yeah he ends up yeah so he's only meets in the hallway right and he's walking out and about downstairs and that they have 42 times. He in was movie. in Armageddon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like oh, he's yeah. The, the yeah the dude that gets the tattoos and stuff. Yeah, like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I'd f- totally forgotten he was in this movie. So anyway, that's good stuff. Yeah, so he's he's got a little he's got some some things under, but he's he legit. is but legit puts himself labeled as the Home Alone Santa. Maybe he changes it just during that's the holiday a, season. That's funny. That's weird that he put that down instead of Armageddon. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah Armageddon's Armageddon a little bit more a, famous role. It, that reminds me of Brad's roommate that couldn't come unless he was watching Armageddon at night time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go UCSB. So we're going to move on to, if you guys want to watch some movies that make you feel the same way that this movie does or have anything in common with this movie, what are some streaming recommendations, Nate, that somebody could go and, I mean, and I, watch? To me, right, there's only there's only one that, 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 that and it's Home Alone 2. Right? I mean, like, yeah. you, you got, it, to me, it's as entertaining in a lot of ways, and the two fit together really nicely. Um, I, I say, you know, I, they're, they're, they go on back to back a lot, especially now that Disney Plus just kind of runs one after the other. When I when I keep it going, gotta go Home Alone too. All right, what that's do you think what I got. Did? Disney Plus Home Alone too. Yep. Yeah. God damn, I didn't pick it because I knew someone else would. You bitches. What you got, Brad? <laughs> Zach, I'm gonna piss you off because <laughs> Chris Columbus directed this movie, but he wrote a much better movie about kids in peril being chased by bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Goonies, which is on HBO Max. Not the never-ending story, Zach. 
Yeah, that's a <laughs> shit movie, Zach. Then we might respect him if he wrote that. But what are we? What are we? Chris Columbus about? wrote Goonies, and it's a gr- just a better version of Kids in Peril being chased by bad guys. It's it's a uh, it's a lot more fun. I enjoy the hell out of it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, kids versus bad guys. There's booby traps. He just cliff noted himself uh, and and added it to Home Alone. So it's a uh, HBO Max Goonies. Check it out. And Chris Columbus, I need to know what's up with Goonies too. SB, what you got? So we're talking about having a great time. We're talking about booby traps. Goonies is an amazing example of that. But what I thought of was an amazing film, just a fun, awesome time. First Blood, Part 1, or whatever. Rambo. Talk about booby traps. Oh, yeah. Stakes (laughs) that go into the guy's leg. Into the shins, right? Yeah. They're chasing them. You know, it's just good times, and it's on Voodoo for two ninety nine right now. Are, are, are you are what you saying? Are you saying that Home Alone is just like a rip off of First Blood? Because I love that. Ooh, that's a damn good take. It, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that there was a court case about how they similarities. Literally yeah, stole Sly. <laughs> Sly wasn't right. taking it. Macaul- if there was a way to like rate like your acting ability, I think that Macaulay and Stallone would be right on the same level. Dude, I think Stallone actually he, he auditioned for for, for uh, Kevin? Kevin McAllister. Okay, okay so, so <laughs> hey, so hey, I, I, here, here's my Zach. I'm Bite your tongue, he says. Are you thirsty for more? Here's what I want to hey, know. Hey yo, here's what when was the last hey. time you saw Rambo First Blood, Zach? Adrian, when was the last time? you saw that movie uh i've seen it once okay that was my shit i had a lot of like i I would have sort of had that same take because stallone has become a little bit of a caricature of himself but i challenge you to go back and watch that movie and not be like holy shit sly's got some chops he is fucking great i just remember and i'm pretty sure it's this movie where the bad guy like shaves him and it's like no fucking shaving cream Yep. So and then they I, shave him against but, the but, grain. But that's, but that's like one of the later Rambo's, right? No, no that was that was first. That's blood. one. Yeah, it's, I'm it, pretty sure they're in they're in the uh, the police station. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're, yeah. And they're okay. basically so they're, yeah they're about to prep them, and they're like don't use any shaving. So there's yeah. a couple little things like that, but 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 even that's that, not sly though. That's not sly, and right. and, 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 I, and <laughs> I, I admit that, that even like the Rambo, the Rambo like you know movies kind of come unraveled, and he he's kind of a caricature even those. But I watched First Blood for the first time in maybe 25 years, not that long ago. And you loved it? I, I thought he was great. I was like, dude, he this is why. You dude. go back and you watch the original Rocky and the original First Blood, and you're like, I get it. Like, I, I understand. He, he went a, he went a particular route, and he was he decided, like, I'm just going to be cool with being, like, a, a kind of like a, you know, a, a silly character, you know, based on this character I once was cool in. But he's amazing. The first Blood was after, I mean, First Blood was more around, like, Rocky II, Rocky III times, In that, right? yeah, which yeah. Which says days. a lot because he was already, like, juiced up. And, like, by that time, like, he was oh, all, dude. all, like, cut up. He's super juiced. He looks like David from the real world Seattle. So he hadn't completely <laughs> gone that way, right? Like, <laughs> uh, that's, exa- that's exactly what I think of it, dude. Is that, too yeah. is that too specific of a reference no, for you guys? No, no, that's right. right. Everybody knows that. Zach. All I know about Rambo is that, because I've actually never seen any of the movies, but I know that he brought, there was an SNL sketch about Rambo where they like had, it was like talking about an action movie where they had the longest machine gun. It was just this machine gun firing. And it was talking about all the different groups that they were going to kill in this movie. And then in the most, re- not the most recent Rambo, but the, like the, the one where it was like he did it in like maybe 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. 
That's got to be the He's most on the back recent. of a That's, truck. The 2015 is not the most recent Okay, then Rambo. there was a 2010 or maybe a little bit Jesus earlier. Whatever the most. The no. first time he did a remake. Yeah. They did one last year or what? I don't know. But, <laughs> but he's on the back of a truck, and he unloads with a machine gun and kills probably about 70 guys just in the most graphic ways. And it's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen. It's unraveled, but you got to go watch the original and ignore the rest. Yeah, I, I brought this up as I was trying to be silly, and it turned into a actual conversation. <laughs> and, and I would like to have this conversation real oh, quick. yeah. Because the first movie is nothing like any other Rambo totally past. Agree. It's a straight-up amazing movie with a plot and the story. And it's not just him shooting a, a million guys with one clip of bullets. Yeah, It's straight-up amazing and if you haven't seen first blood it's absolutely worth a watch there's a lot of beret talk does he wear a beret in the movie no no but he does but, not but the colonel but the, the colonel, colonel does yeah and if you love home alone don't watch first blood it's just fucking gather the kids around your kids gather up. the kids around and uh get the stocking stuff and watch first Blood. that's a perfect you all know, right guys lead way into our into our, into our last thing, which is the alternate <laughs> ending reshelf. We're in Bev's Video Kingdom. We're walking around. We are 15 minutes from a two-hour episode, and we're just trying to think, like, what are we going to do with this movie? Everybody likes it. What can we do to make it better? <laughs> Nick Brown. Horror movie? <laughs> Saw. Oh. Oh, shit. I'm right on top so of So these booby traps maim <laughs> and injure Marv and Harry, and they don't make it out. They, Fuck no. They, no. they don't Fuck make out of number no. two for Fuck sure. No. Isn't there some like fan so, theory that he ends up becoming Jigsaw? Like Kevin McAllister becomes Jigsaw? Later? I have not I heard like that. that. I he swear to God, I did not hear that. That is awesome. Cause that's, are, that's, you, are you serious? That's a thing out Melissa there? Melissa told me about that. She was just like, Shut like the there's fuck like a theory up. about that him becoming Jigsaw. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I, I wrote. That. Saw meets Home Alone, dude. That's Kevin perfect. Andrews and Mames. No, I didn't know that's, that. That's, that's the new category. What? what and you guys understand? Nick Brown is not a bullshitter. He's he's a honest individual. So he is not. I a swear to God. Here. Yeah, swear to God. Yeah, he did. He totally was... didn't have cameo pulled up on his phone earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was IMDb. I was looking at the characters. You fuck. Um, uh, our champion, but, uh, like, the Nick one, Brown. But the one question is, I I couldn't figure out well, how do Harry and Marv die? Like what what kills them? Like you guys can help me. Okay, Help well, me rewrite I, this shit. Okay, what so kills I, him? I've got an answer to so, this. So like, you can come up with another booby trap if you want, or just like take all the ones that you got to another like well, level. But for like, Marv, like, it's for sure syphilis. syphilis. I've, got, <laughs> I've got an answer to this, okay? All right, we, we often talk about, this is all going to tie into perfectly. Okay, so we, we sometimes talk about the the baby, what movie made, what, what, what movies made yeah. this baby. Well, I've got a, a triple a triple parent situation. A threesome? A thruple? So we've got Scotch <laughs> Beck's, we've got Scotch Beck's, Beck's First Blood. Okay. Okay. Um, we've got Christmas Vacation. Okay. And we have, and this was a, I, I'm going to give this out to my dad. Okay. So I sit down in my dad's, in, in my parents' living room two days ago and I, and like no words exchanged. And my dad just says, I've got the ultimate reshelf. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. Amazing. And I know, of course, immediately what my dad's talking about. So your dad's Shout listening. out to Keith. I dream, oh. of, I dream of that. Yeah. My, Shout out to Keith. My dad, my dad listens. He's, he's like, yeah, I listen to all the pods at 4 a.m. <laughs> Nick's in a picture of him rocking the new shirt. So that shirt I can be too. done by eight. <laughs> yeah, so I can be yeah. done by eight. So, so he goes, you just, here's, here's what you do. You take every movie and you just add 
till dawn to the title. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. So I'm still, I'm, I'm probably going to steal that for like ne- the next 10 episodes. Um, so, and dust till dawn. So that's the baby. So the reason, right, is because not only does Kevin run away from bad guys like Sylvester, but he has the, the stakes that finally kill Harry and Marv, who at midnight turn into vampires. Oh, oh, I like that. Shit. And so all of a sudden Kevin thinks he's got them licked and then bang, they're vampires and he's got to figure out and, and we think he's screwed and then all of a sudden he has a Stallone-like first blood stake trap that comes across <laughs> out oh, of the, the tree trap. and just swings in a bo- like a big like arm with like two stakes and hits both of them right in the chest. They're dead. And Home Alone Till Dawn. Home that's Alone almost, Till Dawn, dude. That's, that's, uh, that's so funny. that's almost my favorite reshuff oh. because, like, now I'm picturing a movie where he literally kills both of them and then just, like, feels super remorseful and sad. And it just, like, ends with a big crank shot of, like, <laughs> Real sucking dark. back from him while he's, like, just standing like, over the bodies of this, two like, grown like, men that he just Zach, murdered. Zach, let me, let me take you to a little dark place here. <laughs> Oh, let's go. Brad, so, Brad's just sitting there with this grin. He just can't wait. Grin on his I, face. I reshelved this as as a courtroom drama. Oh. What? Is McConaughey sweating? Because in this <laughs> whole Jumbalaya? incident, Kevin, Denise, here. Kevin kills one of the wet bandits. And, uh, and the surviving bandit claims that Kevin lured them there and tried to murder them yeah. with his devious traps. He wanted and to molest so them. We're talking a serious drama. The uh, a child psychologists are brought in to testify how Kevin's upset and angry at his family. He's got <laughs> Buzz testifying against him and Uncle Frank. <laughs> and they find Kevin's plan all drawn out. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh shit, he planned this. There's a part at the end where he touches his dead the dead guy's balls. So this is the Kevin, good son, actually. He just like, drew a little picture of it. Son. Kevin, Kevin's gotcha. parents are getting destroyed in tabloids. They're like, these... Uh, Terrible parents leave the kids at home, murders, uh, murders innocent victims, and yeah, so it becomes this whole courtroom drama, and it's that. like now it's like dark because like Kevin, you're like, is he the good guy? Is he a bad guy? And then Was this like, defense? He gives like a real like innocent uh, like uh, you know admission at the trial, and then and then they have to like recall him to the stand, and then he gets real wild on the second second act. <laughs> Macaulay yeah. has to act as. No, oh, all of a sudden he's just like dropping like some serious thespian knowledge. You on can't everybody. handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm going deep and dark. Like it's we don't know if he's a good kid or a bad kid. Uh, so the the Vietnam vet thing that you brought up, yeah. Like there's also a dark ass comedy that that Pesci and Stern are Vietnam vets, yeah. and they get in the shit with Kevin, and they go back to Vietnam, and they get oh. like flashbacks, and like they're like. You know, shell shock, and then they just get into full on Vietnam mode too. Right, because they were tortured. In, right, in, and it's in like the prison it's dark, camps and like they're like, "Oh, this is now we're, we're back, we're back, we're back in the shit. How do we get out of this thing alive?" And then they turn into vampires. I like that. Well, as soon as they hear the machine gun fire from the uh, from the, the filthy tape. souls, yeah. yeah which which wet bandit souls. would Kevin kill in, in my in, in my little courtroom drama? Which oh, I say, he, oh, no, I which one makes for the better he movie? Kills Marv and then, Stir, and then yeah. Marv. Yeah. Marv doesn't. So we need Pesci alive to be the one that's testifying, sure. and and then Pesci's my cousin Vinny, and it's all it all. Yeah, that's the yeah. So we got his his start as a lawyer, and then what I saw today is Tarantino. What I saw today now we're combining it, we're tying it together. He's with Marissa. May, right so what i saw today was that somebody was saying that uh that pesci from my cousin Vinny is actually uncle ben from spider-man because marissa tomei is aunt may right so like uh, you never meet uncle ben because he gets killed so there's there's a big universe out there guys 
We need to get ready for this. Uh, I have a really quick alternate ending, and that is uh, slightly different from the guys, and that's that... so we've talked this whole time about the how the family sucks and how all the McAllisters blow, right? Right. So this is my thought. Uh, the wet bandits. The plane crashes. The wet bandits get arrested, like, like, <laughs> like forty-five. No, I, I, you're, you're gonna like where I'm going. I, I've got a similar destination. Uh, so like the, a final destination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the wet bandits uh, get arrested like uh, 45 minutes in when they're robbing the other house. They start the flood. They're trying to pull out. They get arrested. But Kevin thinks they're coming for him. So he sets all of his booby traps. He's got boobies. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, He's got going? the house boobied up, right? Oh, oh I can't and then oh, Uncle Frank awesome. get fucked up. And then fucking John Candy, Uncle Frank, oh. Buzz, the mom, all of them. Oh. They come home all at once and That's they're trying amazing. to get in the house. And he doesn't realize that it's them. He thinks it's bad guys. <laughs> And they just get fucked up left and right, one by one. They're fucking falling down the stairs. It's a better movie. Though. I agree. Oh my Agreed. God, the movie we good, needed. Zach. That's the that's the ending. Wow. And that's it. And that's it. And then at the end, while they're all fucking bloody and fucked up on the ground, he realizes that it's his mom, and you know she just like, like dies it. in his arms. He says, "Keep the change." <laughs> <at> the end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then, he, and then that's the origin story for Jigsaw, right? Oh, and then he wakes up wow. and he just like can't come unless he's booby trapping like game. <laughs> you want to play a game, family? Oh, be like I murdered my family at a young age. Folks, you gotta understand that. I mean, BBK that's magic. We're, we're ending the year here. This is our last official pot of the year besides our draft. And uh, man, we've we've gotten deep. Hey. Super deep in this one. We're almost two hours. We but saved our we two want, hour. We want everybody out there in the BBK kingdom to know that we love you guys and Merry Christmas. And we're going to be back after the new year. And we got all sorts of cool stuff. I'm going to kick it to Nate. He's going to tell you guys everything that we got going on. And Nate. Yeah, so we're going to finish up with the draft. Uh, we, we have our, our kids on to judge our uh, unofficial no winners uh, assigned draft next on in two days on Thursday uh, for the best kids Christmas movie. And then we're going to take a week off and not going to release. And then, bang, first year, first week of the new year, we've got The Godfather and we've got The Most Memorable Crime Bosses. Um, and we've got the edit, the current editor for, for Francis Ford Coppola coming on who just did the remaster. Did you guys hear that? That's a credible podcast guest. Yeah, a just did the remaster. personally works oh, with oh, Francis oh. Ford Coppola. Just, just uh, Robbie, just, just re redid the editing and the remastering for the outsiders he just approved the re-release of, of uh, some of the godfathers so he's coming on with us he's gonna he's gonna be the judge for the draft episode he's gonna be the guest on the on the pod and so we've got cool stuff we actually literally are gonna finish this taping and then we're gonna start lining up movies uh for next year and guests we've got a lot of cool stuff and we've got more scotch Beck coming on scott scotch you know get, it he's gonna get you're gonna get your pick of episodes scott Oh yeah, yeah. I'm fucking later. hammered right now. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? Like I, I, I gotta say, you know, because this is the last movie episode, and we obviously got a little, you know, we got Thursday coming. But it's been really a cool. I, I guess you know, I'm feeling a little bit of that Christmas love right now. But this has been kind of a fun little ride. You know, it's been we we went we go back a ways because we we started this in the pandemic, or uh, we started taping these things really just because we wanted to hang out, and so we did it over Zoom with crap quality. And then we we decide to do the thing for real, and we buy these uh, this this equipment to make us not sound like shit. And we go, well, who are we gonna have you know judge this thing, right? And so 
I don't know how, how do we, we just all of a sudden, you know, we, Brad hits up Scott, who is, uh, you know, in a band we all love, Flying Blind, and has his own music at Scott, scotchbeck.com. I just, I just want to jump in very quickly and say that, like, I had never met Scott before the podcast. Yeah. Like, we'd never met each other. And the way that these three dudes spoke so highly of him when they were like, oh, no, this dude will be perfect. Be awesome. He'll be funny. He knows a lot about movies. And it's worked out fucking great. And I we think I was, you, I was even better. I mean, even better than we all thought, right? For Scott sure. come in and sort of set the bar high for, for. I mean, as high as it could be for the for the sort of guest judging. It's just it's. It, I mean, I would say it's created the the entire sort of framework and aura. You know, was really Scott just kind of coming up with this on his own? I've looked. I've I've grown up with Scott. If I'm from, I mean, from when I was like little, and I've looked up to Scott because he's the same age as my older cousin Matt, who's kind of like a brother to me. So I've kind of grown up with Scott. I've looked up to them uh, a lot of my life, and. They are amazing dudes, amazingly talented dudes, and are some of the funniest people I know, some of the best people I know. And so uh, I couldn't be more uh, happy and excited when we got to pull Scott on because uh, I knew he'd be, like, perfect, and, you know, he's he's the man. And the last thing I'll say— Hey, Scott, Scott, do you have a boner right now? Ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who does nothing else. The Scott, ah, yeah, is— it's worth the price of admission. It's so it's so good. The last the last thing I'll say about Scott is that super cool guy. And you know, I just want to offer you something right now as a present. We got you some shirts earlier. The last thing that I want to give you tonight is we're gonna stop it right now. So like, from here on out, <laughs> oh, you gotta change your your nickname for that, bro. But from here on out, it's gonna be just four of us. But we're gonna split our twenty three dollars that we've made yeah, so we, far with yeah, you. We, we, decided. we decided in the Christmas oh, spirit. Shit. So twenty three divided by five is yeah. I mean, you might got about four dollars. Merry Christmas, Merry Merry Christmas. You guys are just too kind. <laughs> no, I do. I do appreciate. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on here, and and it's it's been so fun watching this whole thing just fucking become what it is. And I'm 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 super proud of you, and and I love being here. It's super fun. And um, you guys think that you got somebody great here. I just didn't have anything other to do. <laughs> and, um, you know. Hey, man, what I'll say is that you better trademark trademark that uh, oh, yeah, before we do. Oh, for hey, sure. No, hey, funny, another dad story. So I walk into my living room oh, about my a week God. ago, and my dad goes, so can you trademark, like, sounds? Because Scott should trademark, ah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you can trademark, but I agree. And Nate was immediately like, so, so I, I'll also say, you know, that like we don't, I, you know, obviously we don't know what this is going to become, and we're thirty episodes in. But in, you know, is it thirty, about thirty episodes in, and thirty um, official episodes, thirty official episodes. But you know, it's been really cool, and I guess you know, we I, we got to say thanks, obviously, to our families. Our, our wives are all our awesome. wives. They they've been supportive. They're cool about you know all the things they 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 you know put up with us sort of our midlife crisis podcast. Sometimes my wife lets me have sex with her even if I don't win the draft. <laughs> She's so nice. <laughs> she hopefully does because um, that's often. You're headed for a life of celibacy. But but you know what? Like and, and it's also cool. I mean, we we get we're getting thousands of listens a week now. Not even six months in. Uh, I'm sorry, thousands of listens a month, and we've got a bunch of fans of people. You know, it's it's cool to have people we don't even know. So like, you know, so we're, cool. We're on the socials, and you know, we we bounce around on different different like movie threads on Facebook and on on Twitter and on on Instagram, and 
just the other day, you know, I posted one of our episodes and Patrick Dolan, who I don't know who that is, but he's a fan of our episodes. And he's like, hey, man, you know, love the pod. This is one of the regulars. And we kind of get that regularly. And we never met him before, but we're calling him Patty D now. <laughs> Patty, Patty D. Patty D, what's up? Rolled in and just like gave us a little stoke. And that's, you know, we're all here doing this. None of us are making any money here. None of us are, this isn't like about getting rich or famous. We just think it's fun to do. It's cool. And it's cool to connect on something we really like. And we're, we're excited that people are excited about it. So if you are a fan of Bev's, um, and even if you're somebody that doesn't know us, it doesn't know where we're at, but you just kind of like what we're doing, give us a shout out in whatever way. And we've, we're going to have watch out for the socials on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're going to post start posting opportunities to get merchandise. If you have, you know, if you haven't seen it already, we've posted on our, uh, you know, if if you can post a review on Apple and take a screenshot of that, or if you text any of your friends. Uh, and tell Ooh. them about Bev's, and you send us a screenshot of that and your address, we're going to send you a couple stickers to put on your laptop You're going to get mug. some stickers. You're going to get maybe maybe even a T-shirt, maybe, maybe even like one of my socks. We might sign a, a mostly naked picture of, uh, of uh, Scott. Ooh. And, I, I will say uh, right now, yeah. <laughs> I will say that I need... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I need uh, <laughs> Keful, K-E-F-U-L, 5405. You need to hit us up at Bev's video kingdom at gmail.com hey yeah, right now we owe you some stickers right so now please hit us up so we can this is the winner to our contest and right now with the deepest voice i think humanly possible for brad he's gonna read their review for best video kingdom and that's yeah. gonna play us out give it to us my new favorite <laughs> this has quickly become my new favorite podcast my only problem is i discovered it too soon and only had 25 episodes to binge and now I have to wait. As a fan of the rewatchables, I was worried. I'd miss their standard categories. But luckily, that hasn't been the case. And the drafts have easily been my favorite part. Great job. God, that sur- Fuck! That, that, surgery, uh, that surgery worked really well. I really <laughs> hope, I hope that that's a, that's a woman. Night. I hope it's a woman because that would be great. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, th- thanks, Bev's fans. Merry Christmas, we, Merry Christmas. We, we, we love, love you guys. guys. We'll see you in 22. 2022 is going to be big, y'all. But, but check go. out our draft uh, later this week before we uh, are out for the year. Bye-bye. <laughs>